Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am, as I am. And my G still pumping. Hold on the coaching. That my doja kosher game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean it as soldier, but fuck the vultures. I you. feel them the dopeness and proper dosage. I creep with the sophisticated, amplified billets in the skill. Well, do it live! That is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast uh, for this fine day, which is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. I'm your host, Travis Bryant. And joining me momentarily, anytime now, will be Cameron Hawkins, co-host extraordinaire. Uh, until Cam joins us, let me go ahead and give out all of the pertinent information for uh, contacting and interacting with this here show. If you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways of going about that. First way, give us a call. Get in line right now or in the next uh, hour or so. And... Uh, in line, we'll get to your call before the show is over. Uh, we'll let you get off what you you got on your chest, questions, comments, all that kind of stuff. Hit us up on the Constellation line at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. Uh, if you can't call us live, the other way of having your voice heard is to drop us a voicemail. You can hit our voicemail line up at 415-787-5229. That's 415-787-5229. You've got three unadulterated minutes. Uh, you got questions, comments. you got a rant in you. <clears throat> there, there's, there's the voicemail right there for you. Matter of fact, we have a voicemail uh, from Brian in Phoenix that we'll get to in a little bit. Um, yeah, so drop us a voicemail, 415-787-5229. Uh, you can always shoot us an email on an old-school, traditional way to contact somebody in, in 2019. 2019, yes, email's old school. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Make sure you indicate in your subject line or somewhere in the body of the email <clears throat> that uh, you are VIP or non-VIP. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. And Twitter. Twitter, that's another way to get at us. Find the show at East Coast Cast. Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter, at TrapLord. Find Cam, at Seahawk. That's C-E-E, Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page, that can be found at Facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. And, uh, yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff going on over there, articles and memes and Got this cool thing that uh, this cool article from Uprocks, I think, about David Starr. That guy's going to be a star. Pun very much intended. Um, 
yeah, that guy's probably going to be like the new wave of uh, of of wrestlers. And in 15 years, we're going to be looking back at at, at David Starr, and he's probably going to be the kind of guy that didn't get because the first, it's, unless you're just spectacular and undeniable, uh, usually the first, whatever you're doing. Like the, to use an extreme example and kind of uh, timely since they're going to, back to Saudi, you know, like, the, like oh, women can drive in Saudi Arabia now. And I'm sure it's just some kind of limited, you know, you have to get like some kind of special license. Or, well, I don't know. I doubt it's just a matter of getting your license and you can just drive. There's probably curfews and shit. I don't know. Look that up, please, for yourself. <clears throat> but the women that act, that the activists, that uh, you know made all the noise and organized and did what they could do to get that right for women to drive in Saudi Arabia are locked up and will probably be locked up for the rest of their lives. Still, it's hard being the first. <laughs> and again, talking very different things, but still. Uh, but yeah, David Starr's a he's a star. Uh, so yeah, so East Coast. Oh, I'm sorry. Facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Um, we had, do we have a like any likes this week? Yes, we did. We did. Uh, Scott, Scott Wagaman, and uh, Christopher, Christopher Xavier, and I don't know if Chino and Ahmad were this week too, but I know Scott and Christopher. So, but thanks everybody for liking the page. Uh, go share it on your timeline. Tag your wrestling buddies in it. Tell them to like the page. Tag their wrestling buddies in it. <laughs> you know how that, that whole thing works. So, uh, yeah, that's all the that's all the ways to get at it. So, please, use one of, one of those many methods to reach out and, uh, and uh, get at it. Oh, so, and, and I just happened to be on the Facebook. So on that article, on that Uproxx article about David Starr, he's just saying, you know, um, the, the the big quote in it is, I just want wrestlers to realize the power we have and understand that we don't have to accept whatever's given to us. And it was about turning down WWE offers. Like, again, like this might have been the second or third time he's turned down some type of uh WWE contract. Uh, so to start over. I just want wrestlers to realize the power we have and understand that we don't have to accept whatever's given to us. We have our own terms and our own conditions, and I want wrestlers to understand that it's cool to say no. It's fine. I don't give. I don't don't give in just because it's got three letters and seems like it would be cool. Just think about yourself and don't cave into corporate power just because they tell you. Just because they tell you, look at all the exposure you'll get. Well, how about well, how about how they treat us? Wait, I'm sorry. Well, how about you treat us right? How about a billion dollar corporation that's able to provide health uh, that's able to provide health care to its wrestlers? Clearly, they don't care. And that was well, again one of the main quotes in the article. And uh, good old Colby Jack, loyal East Coast cast. Uh, I don't know if he listens, how, how much he listens, but he's he's commented on the East Coast Cast fan page 
uh, numerous times over the years. And his take was, because he's dumb, that's why. Well, <laughs> so this is exactly like the, the, the idea that David Starr's fighting against, you know, like just because it's got three letters and you know, have all this exposure and fuck-offs like Colby Jack will get the tough shit about you. <laughs> don't, uh, you know, don't necessarily uh, give in just because, you know, do what's best for you. And what's best for you isn't, you know, getting 200 grand a year maybe and killing yourself in the process. So anyway, it's a good article. Go go check it out. It's a short Uproxx article. Those are always, always very <coughs> concise. So let's uh, go ahead and bring our co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins, onto the broadcast. Cameron, welcome to the show. What is going on, man? Not too much, man. Uh, how's everything? Oh, I'm just I'm enjoying you do the, the journalism part of wrestling journalism. That's, that's, that's impressive. What, yelling at our fans for having a different take than me? Yeah. Oh, no, just, <laughs> just, just, it's, and actually, it's funny. When you think you're yelling, you were actually just explaining where you were coming from and and finding the source. Like that's, I'm, I'm all for that. That's nice. Sweet. Um, yeah, so everything's good with you. What? Uh, where do we start? What are we gonna? What, what's what's the what's the A story coming out of the last week in pro wrestling? Yeah, I think it's got to be Brock winning money in the bank. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's, it's interesting when we've had a month of fans, foreign <laughs> listeners, basically telling us how they've tuned out of the show live. I think that. Um, you know, there are a bunch of factors, most recent one being kind of the wild card, which um, I think when people look at something as a Band-Aid, they respond to it as such. When they look at something as a hot shot, they do react to it. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think it causes people to tune out. Um, but it seemed like everybody was watching Money in the Bank. Um, I know, like, I, for somebody who's typically doing a social thing on Sundays, I made mm-hmm. a point to, to be, you to know. get home. To be able to watch this, yeah. So, I mean, a show that I thought started slow, uh, that I thought had a very big finish to it, had a finish where um, Brock Lesnar, who really didn't participate in the Money in the Bank match, um, came out um, and and literally less than, you know, probably 90 seconds from entrance ramp to to briefcase, won the Money in the Bank contract, um, which led to some really interesting stuff Monday and Tuesday night. We asked that, that has to be a lead story. Brock Lesnar expected to at least be taking some significant time off, uh, now holds the money in the bank, and apparently is not restricted to the universal title, can also challenge for the WWE title. Right. I, I, I think um, since – I think this is the second year of that, since they – especially, like, since they've introduced the women's, Money in the bank, and have allowed because there's two two of those belts um, have allowed the flex the flexibility. They kind of I think a year or two ago just kind of was like yeah, men can do the same thing and kind of incorporated that same that that same rule. So yeah, it, it certainly led to uh, led to some TV. Uh, him Brock Brock having that. I didn't see 
a minute of Money in the Bank. I've only seen what they showed on Raw and SmackDown in still shots. Um, I I just didn't care. I was watching Game of Thrones, and and once that was over, and I was like, oh shit, Money in the Bank's probably in its last, you know, in like the best part. And I was just like, nah, I'm gonna play MLB the Show and not watch that. I could have did both. I just, oh, I think I was, I've been binging Looney Tunes show from like 2012. So I probably watched fucking cartoon from six years ago. That's how much money in the bank. Uh, and I missed some good stuff. I mean, I definitely know that I missed some. You, know, you, you put on the uh, torch Insta like, this is AJ Seth you know, match of the year so far. I'm like, fuck, I missed a match of the year contender. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a little regret there. So, yeah, I just, but still, I haven't gone back to see it still. And I just, that says something. I just don't give a fuck. You know, like I know all, I, I, I haven't listened to a Wade and Bruce and Todd uh, in, the, in, a, in a bit. And about midnight, I was like, you know what? I'll find out what happened. <laughs> and that was my way of, uh, of uh, you know, following along. But, yeah, I just, uh, I think I'm indicative of a lot of people. I have the damn network. I pay my damn 10 bucks a month. And I just didn't care about, in their mind, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I, uh, so did you give that show in its entirety? You said it started off slow. Did you give it a thumbs up? Or was this slow? Um, uh, so, like, a couple of things about it. Like, uh, I thought that let me ask you, has Bret Hart ever been in a um, in a ladder match? As far as you remember, I think there was, I think he was in one with like Bad News Brown in Calgary, but no, like it where it like was a big time thing. So like so like an know. early one, okay. Yeah, we're talking before even '94. This was yeah. Yeah, he, um, so the, the women's Money in the Bank match was bad. Like I don't know how else to put it. It was bad. Um, Her Dana almost died. Yeah, like Becky Lynch. Yeah, Dana almost died. Like who? Um, I forget who saved her life. So oh, yeah. she saved her life. Yeah. Um, like you see the gap in athleticism between Ember Moon and everybody else, and Naomi, who's absolutely athletic does not have the polish of an Ember Moon or the control over her athleticism like Ember Moon. You know what I mean? Like, that match without a Charlotte, without a Becky Lynch, without a Sasha Banks is is different. Like, as good as Natalia is, Natalia's not a risk taker. There's nothing wrong with that unless you're in a multi-person ladder match. Well, she would she would be like what you would you would have Big Show or Kane in those things like they're or Mark Henry like they're a base that are going to you know people are going to fly around for she's not that but she's not yeah like archetype but she's not that's what Dana Brooke is supposed to be you know what I mean like like maybe Dana Brooke a year two years ago that's what now she's super regular she don't got her she don't have her physique which made her stand out. She don't have, her, you know, her muscles. I mean, and 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 she's not a good wrestler. And now she's jumping off fucking ladders 
uh, on yeah. you know like, the like Go Home show and whatever she did to almost die in the actual at the actual yeah. pay per view. So. And Natalia is just yeah. fine, just not. I mean, she's good, good, but not in that aspect. Like I did not think that match was good, and I thought like Ember Moon being in it. If Ember Moon wasn't in that match, it wouldn't have been tolerable. Like wow. seriously. Was Bailey that bad? The eventual winner? Was she even bad Bailey in the match? Win, but Bailey didn't do a whole lot. Like, and, and, right, and Bailey's really good. But it, it's just, and anybody listening to this, you know that this is not me saying that women shouldn't be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's me mm-hmm. saying that without the women who were on top of that card, without, like, a Charlotte would have made all the difference in the world because that's what she is big, strong woman power wrestler who's athletic. Because Baron Corbin, who people are not high on, was perfect in that ladder match as the base because he got to choke slam Ali around and throw Ricochet around, like Drew McIntyre did. Like they had the, the disparity in styles to where that really worked. Um, I didn't think that match was good. Um, I don't know what happened with Joe and Ray if there was an audible because of blood. Um, yeah, like the first half of the card just wasn't good. And then you get to, and then probably the worst part of it is you follow up Ray and Samoa Joe with Shane and Miz, which was horrible. Like, it, it wasn't any good. Um, but then you have, on that same card, AJ and Seth, which might be main roster match of the year already. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did think that uh, Becky Lynch... Uh, um, now, now I'm forgetting their name. Lacey Evans yeah. was good. I thought that how Charlotte came out after the match was great. Um, I think that how that turned into Bailey winning the title, I thought that was really good. Um, sure. It only makes sense then, uh, if, if Bailey wins because they just have Charlotte come out like, yeah, no, we're starting this match now. And it seemed, from what I gathered, it seemed like it was like a, oh, well, she's 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 forcing things and making this match start now, not. A match or two later, and which leads to the Becky. Well, it leads to the Becky loss, but let's Lacey coming out and the Becky loss and Bailey losing. I could see if Becky just lost and there was no cash in. That's like who the fuck is Charlotte to just come out there and get that match started again? I didn't see it. Maybe it, maybe things played up. That's how I, I read or heard. Yeah. So I mean, you you have eight games. Their match of the year so far. Kofi with another really good performance with uh, with Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens is always good. Um, and then, like, the Money in the Bank match was really, really good. And Brock Money did not take away of that from that, for me, like, it was good. Like, that, that was a, a very, I think the second half of the show uh, being good and it maybe having a match of the year makes the show overall a good show. Sure. Um, will I go back and watch it again? No. Um, mm-hmm. like I need to see again. Uh, but yeah, Ricochet and Ali. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with Ricochet. Like, him and Cesaro had a great match on Monday, um, along with a great Usos revival match. But you know, Ricochet taking losses, hurt or not, I, I don't know what that what that means for him. Um, I don't want Ricochet to become Dolph Ziggler. And then you get to Tuesday. And I think Dolph Ziggler had a good performance. I'm, I'm absolutely in the minority, but I thought that he was aggressive, and I thought his reasoning for doing what he did um, fits who he has always been as an on-screen character. Um, it should have been yeah, I, very I, I think I'm in the 
I think I'm in the minority as far as the promo. Like, I didn't think, like, I thought the material and I thought the theme was, was good. I just thought the execution was just, like, fam. Like, how? Well, it was just over the top. And, in, in in like, I didn't believe he was he was breaking, like, emotionally or psychologically or whatever. Mm. I, I was like, this guy's putting on the thing. He's he's playing like he's broken because it was just there was no I don't know the voice cracking and the, it was me you know like is he on a fake crime like what's going on I just didn't buy it not because it's obviously fakey bullshit just I just don't think y'all pulled that that part of the uh, of the of the return and shocking you know angle I don't think he played that out well but again what he said I love the content. The context and the content of the promo, um, and he had no, it was no bones. Like he wasn't even trying front. Like nah, man, he caught on and you know loved him and cheered him and he went on and his first time getting a shot, one, fuck y'all, that should have been me. You know, like oh that's that's relatable. You know, it just was, uh, yeah, like it just, I wish it was a little better on his execution. But, I mean, it, it, it's difficult when you look at the actual math of the situation. It's like, no, you had some shots, though. Like, well, I think that's where you why it's the heel. That's why he's such a heel. Because you're like, because he's just obviously jealous. Right? Yeah. Like, no, he, but, I, I, but, know, again, I, but I like that, though. I like the yeah. why don't you love him. Like, I, I, I do appreciate that from him because I think it taps into probably some real life. Like, he was in a position where everyone who claims to be a wrestling fan, not a WWE fan, but a wrestling fan that watches WWE, like, you know, the, the weekend we were in New York for WrestleMania 29 mm-hmm. or whatever, everybody was behind him. And sure. then the next night when he wins the title, everybody's behind him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was the guy getting, getting cheered during other people's matches. Yeah. Right? Like, where you go, that's not helping him, y'all. <laughs> you think Vince is back here like, oh, yeah, I'm going to really take these fans. See, no, you're just pissing him off because you're taking away from the thing that, he, that, that that's happening uh, in the ring or back, whatever you guys are interrupting with your Dolph Ziggler chant. We want Ziggler. Like, fam, he came out earlier, and yeah, it just was. I mean, in that case, it's like, well, the next night they went with him and he cashed in. But like, petty ass WWE, think they ever forgot that? They probably still think about that now. Yeah. And he didn't help himself by being such a fucking mark for him. So I don't even know if that's the right. I don't know if that's the right characterization, but he's just so such a fan of himself. It did well, like we don't even have to get into the psychology of it. It didn't work. Like what, whatever the right, and then on top of the, the the I want opportunities when you get them and lose all the time. Mm-hmm. And I and then we and we have to acknowledge this is the creative behind him, but we also have to acknowledge understanding that, but still seeing it year after year after year can make can grind on a fan base, and it did, and people stopped caring about him. Like. Dolph Ziggler should not be less popular than Dean Ambrose. 
based on pushes. Like, I, I think the like I was going to say Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is a bit of a different thing as far as athletic ability moves, the ability to do different things with different people. And and I'm somebody who's a fan of Dean Ambrose, but based mm-hmm. on how he was pushed, opportunities given, um, people who he's beat for titles like John Cena, like Dolph Ziggler should be in that in that atmosphere, and he's not because reasons, whatever they are. So, well, I would turn it around and be like, a Dean should have gotten the attention a Dolph got. Even though we, there's room to say Dolph didn't get, um, you know, st- Dolph didn't get every, you know, there was, they still only went so far with him. Well, mm-hmm. I think he got a lot better push in the course of, in the course of, a, you know, 11, 12 years than, than Dean did in four as a singles. Yeah, then damn near everybody. Like that, yeah, Dolph's yeah. best, I think Dolph's worst four years were, nah, that's going cool. Four better than Dean's best four as a single because it's probably just nobody, yeah. Nobody's had more recess than Dolph Ziggler, yeah. Yeah, no, and he's had some really low lows. I don't don't think anybody's gotten more chances to be and legit opportunities. And and they came, and not that they had small, especially because we've seen. Come mm-hmm. on, we've seen guys get chance after chance after chance after chance. I mean, Tess was on the roster for a decade, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems right, right? Um, but a guy that, that's the size of Dolph Ziggler and such a fan of himself, and yeah, you know, I, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, to, that guy to get so many chances is in itself kind of remarkable. And I guess the and, sign of the times. I yeah, I think this translates into our final big topic, which is why Dolph Ziggler is all of a sudden facing Kobe Kingston. It's because the person he's currently in a program with, Kevin Owens, declines to go to Saudi Arabia. So the event that is supposed to be as big or bigger than WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, how is it big as big or bigger and you've got a significant percentage of your roster that's like, nope, yeah. Your your biggest show in a row. Or however many shows in a row. Three shows in a row, people are just like not doing it. Your biggest star can't perform there and multiple people at the top of your roster are exercising uh you know, they're flexing their muscle and their clout to not participate. What so, about Ali? I mean, what, what, where is is he gonna go? She did. Um I now he's he's Pakistani, correct? I couldn't tell you exactly where his nationality is. No, I believe he is. It, Just you know, he's a practicing Muslim. It's it's like, you know, of all people, <laughs> that should be like, I'm not fucking going there. Are you kidding? Yeah, Sammy. I mean, Sammy Zayn is not going. You know, um, so yeah, like, like is Sammy Zayn a practicing Muslim? Stars. I know it's in his So, outside of religious well, things, kidnap him? like, yeah. Huh? What would they kidnap him? Like, oh, no, you're an you're, you're ancient enemy. Well, for whatever reason, you know, he didn't, he didn't go to the last one. And, right. like, you know, storyline was he was sick. So, I, I couldn't tell you the history of it. Right. I, I, Lashley, uh, Lashley gave him vertigo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and again, you got to think, like, 
knowing that they're best friends, it was probably hard for Kevin Owens to be there the first time. And then, and I'm not, I, I'm not stating this is his reason, but you look at Sami Zayn, who was just tweeting in the last week or two about Syrians being killed for whatever reason. And I'm not saying that that was because of Saudis, but I mean, like, that's still something to go through in a war-torn country. And then just your best friend go through that. You probably weren't comfortable being there the first time. So the second time, you're probably like, nah. Yeah, it's just... Oh, and then the fun, the fun part. They hyped up the Triple H, uh, Randy Orton match, and they made it like the video package did two things. One made it seem like that wasn't Mark Jindrak in that first Evolution shot, and two, like people actually liked the WrestleMania 25 match. Pretty interesting. And the fact that I, I just it just felt so out of place, like because I didn't know they were having a match. In Genesis, I'm like, what the fuck is this about Triple H and Orton? Like, why are they like they, they had their little moment on that that Raw, and people thought they were going to, you know, maybe he didn't insert himself in the Batista Triple H stuff, but then he did. I was I was confused, and it was it was from 2013 or 2003 to to now, essentially. It's just like all these highlights from all, all these generations. It just highlighted the fact that Triple H. Is 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 that Randy Orton is old and Triple H is old as fuck, you know, in terms of his athletics. Uh, you know, in 03, he's the future. And it's like, it's been 17 years. <laughs> like, uh-huh. he, should, he should now be saying that about Orton, that is. He should now be saying that about somebody. <laughs> but but Triple H is still, you know, wrestling once, a, once or twice a year. No, Orton doesn't see, you know, just sign a four-year contract or some shit, so he ain't slowing down uh, uh, for real, for real, no time soon. So, yeah, it's just amazing, like, what, how people can, uh, not that he doesn't deserve it, it should go away, but how people can hold on in wrestling, and it doesn't seem like, you know, like, when, when Iverson retired, right, it felt like, like, oh, shit, that's a guy that came, I, I I got back into basketball at 16 years old because of him. Uh, so when he retired, when I was like 28 or whatever it was, it was like, shit. You know, it was like that comedian who said, yeah, yeah, I just turned 30. And, I, and I, you know, when you get 30, you come to some realizations, like you realize you're not going to go pro. Like that's <laughs> whatever dream you had, of, you know, like that's over. And it's just like, damn, a, a part of my life is,
I mean, I, like it, you know, I did the uh, the post show wait on Monday, and my thing was like, if there was ever a a a gimmick for social media, it's this because that thing can literally change hands. It's gonna be the first time we change hands on Instagram. Like it's going to. Um, it, it just it's a gentrified, homogenized, hardcore title. They did Mick Foley a disservice by having him introduce it. Like it would be like it would be like Shaq introducing the one point line. Like that's what it was. I'm trying to think where a one point line would go. Like, is it in the yeah, but yeah. that's two. I'm trying to think of where a 24-7 title would go. Like, it's yeah, just it's, it's, When you see uh, Lashley and Corbin or Sammy Zayn just, just standing there uh, like, you know, you goose. Just kind of like watching these misfits fight over this nonsense. Like, what is the – it just makes it that much more absurd when you see Drake Maverick and, and, and Apollo Crews and friggin' the B-team and Kurt Hawkins. Or whoever was, you know, running after this thing. Like, what are you going to do when you catch it? Like, who cares? Like, you're going to be running from the mob. Why, why would you want to put yourself in that situation? For what? Do you, do you get, do, you, do do all four of the, uh, or three, it was first Titus, then Bobby, then uh, Robert Rude, then the Truth. So there's three champions in the first two days it's been around. Do they all get a championship check? You know, like it's 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 yeah. absurd. it's absurd. Well, I mean, we are we are in the age of Cash uh, App and PayPal and Venmo, so mm-hmm. maybe they advance you immediately <laughs> on your time. <laughs> you lose it, they more. Just twenty five twenty five dollars, and then when you lose it, they take twelve. They send a, they send a request for thirteen dollars if you lose the title. Damn. Um. Poor Mojo. <laughs> Mojo, who they've been building oh, up via video all these so months, was front I, and center I, I, trying I to get a piece of 24-7 title. I almost tweeted, but I just I didn't. I was just like, fuck this. We killed. I didn't because I thought it was somewhat clever and I was entertained. But everybody else murdered the reverse battle royalty, and they did. Like in 07. Oh six, whatever it was, they destroyed it, and I was like, "We're seeing a reverse battle royal, and nobody's going to say anything about it." I mean, besides the, the idea of the titles, they'll complain about that, but the fact that they, they had that scramble for it, like, yeah, it would have been so much better if Foley explained all the rules. Said there's guys lined up because I told him there was going to be a, a, a chance for a title, and introduced it. Said it could be defended anywhere, false count anywhere, on air, off air, Instagram, Snapchat, all that. And when he says, and he lays that bitch down and goes ding, 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 and no fucking body runs out there after it. Wait, mm, nah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm cool. And Foley just goes back and picks up and leaves, and we never hear about the 24th. And the only way to, like, oh, well, it makes Foley look like a piece of shit, but so what? It's so bad. It's just going to go away, you know, in a few weeks, a few months, and just kind of 
be an obscure former title. Yeah. And Truth already on his oh, Instagram or wherever he was calling it the European title over and over again, then doing this stuff in drag. Like, what was the point? Like, Cole or whoever, they're killing him, like, or Saxon, like, you're on TV putting on the way everybody. It was so fucking dumb for so many reasons. But, yeah, that's very obvious. So, all right, let's, uh, Let's talk to some people. 347-202-0103. That is the way to call us and get in line. Let's, uh, oh, and press one if you want to uh, put your hand up so we know you want to get on air. Because I see the queue is full of people, but only Kylan has his hand up. So I'm going to Kylan. Uh, Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. Doing all right. So am I. Oh, let's see here. Big, big show coming up Saturday. Sorry, I can't be in Vegas for double or nothing, but hopefully I'll be watching from... The comfort of my office here. Sweet. So, yeah, so what's on your mind? Before I get to my official questions for this, I just have a couple of small things. Uh, First off... Cam, since I know this, uh, the, the faithful VIP members, uh, including myself, have not heard one of these in nearly 10 months. Is you, me, and wrestling ever coming back, or have you scrapped that idea? Yeah, we um, it was it was really disappointing. The last one that I did that didn't record was with Stokely Hathaway, and oh. it was just so fun. And it, I mean, it was you know probably about a month and a half before he signed. It was a lot of fun. We talked a lot about Devolve. We talked about um, just like a who he likes. We talked about who he doesn't like. We had to. Uh, make sure in the pre-show we would talk about that. So that was just like the peak of what I wanted to do. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's tough with, with the show, with um, the social media stuff, with helping out with uh, the post-show, and then the stuff I do on my end, um, kind of sitting down and finding time to interview people. I think that's kind of evolved into other things. So maybe a different VIP show that's a bit less formatted. Um, I'm working on something with Wrestle Circus right now um, that we were going to do before their last show that we're working on. So we'll see, man. Union Wrestling might have might have run its course prematurely, but the fact that the last show was going to be the show and for technical reasons it didn't work out, I don't know. I'm a bit heartbroken. Oh, okay. Well, that's too bad. And 
and traffic to, to fill in some information on the, the Saudi Arabian women being able to, to drive deal. As far as I'm aware, up to this point, you do not have to have a special license to drive, but you do need to have a man in your car with you. Of course. In, in order to drive. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I figured it was some kind of curfew or stipulation like that, so sure. Still not a person, but, you know, here's a, here's a vehicle. But cool. So yeah, what's uh, what's your what's your question for this week? So it is it's so funny, Travis, that you said earlier that you you didn't watch Money in the Bank because you just didn't care to watch it because the question I'm gonna ask was. The question I had saved for you last week and didn't get me. The question I'm going to ask you, Travis, is with AEW launching, will AEW be the spark? That cause that causes you to reignite your old passion for wrestling, and if not, what needs to be done in order for that to happen? Yeah, I mean AEW could be that. I mean, so far, like I'm not. Like there's there's reasons I'm not excited for overly excited for for the base trip. I'm excited. I'm getting to meet Craig and probably uh, and I think Dom's going to be not probably he's there and and probably a bunch of other torch folks and that part of it'll be fun. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not you know looking forward to spending money. That's just yeah, my personal stuff. But also I don't necessarily I don't know none of these people on the show. I'm not. You know, as far as the AEW card itself, I don't care for many of those folks. I care in the way that I'm just not, I haven't been exposed to them. That's, you know, not because of anything they did. Um, So I'm going into it kind of just like, well, I'm here to see a show. And, you know, hopefully when I get there, I'll be be blown away and it'll be great and and whatever, whatever. But um, they have an upward... They have a hill to climb with me personally as far as I'm going to watch AEW. Like when it comes on uh, when it comes on on TNT in September, October, November, just whenever it comes on before the year's over, I'm going to be there with everybody else watching and talking about it here. Whether, whether it's just a, another part of the job is really what you're asking, and and I, I can't tell you that months away from the thing 
you know, seeing the, the, the product on TV and a few days away from seeing, you know, my first my first show of, of theirs. I mean, hopefully, sure. I love wrestling. I want to be excited about wrestling. <laughs> I don't I don't hate wrestling. I just, you know, they don't they, there's not a there's not a lot to uh to uh you know, to be excited about all the time. Yeah, I think that this is going to be like a very good wrestling show, but I don't think that, like to me, Double or Nothing and AEW are two different things, like AEW TV, you know what I mean? Like this is a a one-off special event. You know me, like I was a big fan of Mask Cody Rhodes, like a big fan. Um, and so I like him as a main event. I like how he carries himself. I find him very charismatic. Um, not super high on the bucks, but but I understand their appeal. Um, and yeah, like if it, it's all about personalities, because again, like I didn't know any of the guys in NXT when I started watching NXT, but they all had almost everybody who wasn't like you know Velveteen, who's my guy. All those guys, I could look over at Rich and say, hey, Rich, tell me about this guy. And he would tell me 15 reasons why they were the best thing smoking, and they turned out to be the best thing smoking. So, you know, if it's a good American television program that doesn't come on in the middle of the night like ROH, I'm probably going to watch. And if it's good, I'm going to go. Like, you know, it just it's about it not being it's about respecting me as a viewer and having respect for itself and not trying to serve 15 different masters. If it's good, I'm going to watch. And most likely we're going to watch even if it's not good because, you know, it'll be wrestling on another, you know, table. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it has a stature that we have to cover. Right? Well, we got to at least know what the hell's going on. People are going to be calling in and talking about it, especially if it's not good. And we're definitely going to need to be a part of that conversation. Um, it's just a matter of, <clears throat> like Kylan said, does it spark my, you know, like am I, you know, back into it like I was, you know, even 10 years ago, which, I mean, think of where wrestling was in 09. TNA was clearly on the, they were getting some exposure and stuff that they weren't doing any goddamn thing with it, you know. Sheamus was champion in WWE that era. It wasn't, like, great. I'll take that over, you know, <laughs> how it is now. Shit. No, I wouldn't. I, I like it. So, anything else, for Kylan? Follow-up? Another question? Um, who do you think will be Adam Hangman Pages? Mystery opponent at Double or Nothing since it will not be Pop this box, or yeah. Neville apparently. Right. Yeah, Kyle, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, man. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm not I'm not as familiar with these people. Uh I couldn't tell you who Adam if you said you know, you, you gave me a picture, but pictures of four wrestlers, and I didn't know any of them. Uh, I would not be able to tell you which one was Adam Cole. No, Adam. Adam Page. I Adam think I'm Page. gonna pick Adam Page out of a lineup. 
just don't let it be 1983 Kurt Hennig, uh, 2007 Dolph Ziggler, or uh, I don't know, Photoshop Adam Cole. As long as it's not those guys, like I, I could. But I know, I, I know what Adam Page looks like. But um, no, I mean, if if by hook or by crook the the guy who he ends up facing is CM Punk, the world's gonna explode. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's exactly what would make the world explode. Um, but yeah, like, and let me just say, like, there's this idea that anybody who's a mark for the title is some type of idiot or dummy or you know stuff like that. I completely understand the reason why Pac is not about taking losses or even trading losses. And really, to me, um, I think that if he was going to win this match only to lose later, to me, it speaks more to his professionalism that he wouldn't do the first match at all. Right. He could have easily waited, gotten the exposure, gotten the take, the double or nothing check, and then was like, no, I'm not doing a job when it's time to do business. Exactly. Exactly. So, so like I, 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 even when I first heard it, I was like, well, I'm not going to judge because some people were like, yeah, jumped out immediately. It was like, but Pac and some Mark and this. I didn't even know why until a few days ago that it was about he's the open the Dragon Gate champion and he didn't want to, you know, while he's holding that title, he didn't want to take, <clears throat> take losses in other companies and or uh, clean losses in, in other companies. I just figured, you know, like, and after I got that, read that little, that part of it, I was like, well, they probably had all kinds of ways that he wanted, that he could lose, that he just wasn't satisfied with. But then your extra part of, or you making clear that he could have easily done, done bits or, or, or gotten his double enough and check and then held him up or then said, no, I'm not going to. And that would have, in this, this way, he's, he is very professional. He's letting them set their shit up so they won't be in a bind at, you know, two, a show or two shows from now. And if anything, that's, uh, yeah, I, I got to give kudos to that man. Yeah, you got a chance to, to kind of go into it fresh. Now, you, you wish he would have never signed up the dotted line, but, you know, decisions are made. Um, you know, like, like I, I, I really think that him doing this now, um, you know, they can probably do business again later. Just he's doing something for for one company, and and, and I respect it. Like he's not a guy who's never lost a match. He's not a yeah. guy who's never lost a match clean. I don't think there's anything wrong with with taking yourself seriously. Um, but yeah, so so I think that's fine. Um, you know, I did we ever talk about Jericho <clears throat> uh, Jericho coming to Brock's next? Like, uh, remind, Pac, right? I know I saw the tweet, but I can't. I don't. I can't remember it. So what was it? It was good yeah. too. It was really good. Yeah, and, and Jericho's my man, but Jericho's also forty-eight. So talking yeah. about old guys or or doing X, Y, and Z with young guys like my man. Like I, I, I get your point, but he, no. didn't he yell at somebody two or three years ago about having a? Maybe it was Brock again. It might not even have been two or three years ago, didn't he? Talk shit about Brock's gut. <laughs> like, what's with what's with him and and, and Brock? That's what I don't, I don't yeah, know. This man, but yeah, Jericho's not infallible. <laughs> not at all. Um, he's he's wrestling Omega at at Double or Nothing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's the main event. 
I, I bet, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's. Uh, well, actually, actually, um, as far yeah. as the poster, uh, the Bucks and their tag team match is top billed right now. Oh, okay. Um, let's uh, before we get the mic in Brooklyn. Let's get to one of these. Uh, one of these three. I think they're all non-VIP. So Jabron is up next or up first. He's uh, he's emailing out of Vegas. What up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. Why does it seem so hard for WWE to give the Money in the Bank briefcase to someone new? I'm talking about. On the men's side, or man's side, as here, uh, I feel like you put all this good talent in the match on Sunday, and Brock wins. I thought the whole whole point, <laughs> you know, Jabrad. No, I'm not even gonna bust on his his emails because I'm just appreciative that he takes the time. So, let me stop. I thought the whole point of this match is to shock us fans with someone different to elevate a new wrestler and give them opportunity to become a bigger star. Also to see if they can carry the title in the company as well. I know Cam said to watch the ratings as to when either the men's or women's would cash in and shit. They still even let us get out of the show. They still didn't even let us get out of the show to cash in the women's group case. Um, well, they said they had that staggering fact that there's been 22 money in the bank matches. So when you do, yeah. it's not the worst thing to do different stuff. Like that, the fact they didn't give it to us a quote unquote up and coming person in the men's match. It's like, all right, well, you know, they have plenty of years that, you know, Edge or, yeah. you know, Punk or somebody carried that title. That was an up and coming. That was set that fit that mold exactly yeah. the way you're talking. And then and when, uh, they didn't do it this year. Like yeah, when Carmella won it, people weren't excited that a new act got it. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like Well so it's it, she it, was kinda not good. That was there was that. But, but still though, like it's not it's not just to me it's to further a story. Um Again, if you look at the initial one, I think that's the the new blood build a character thing. But I mean, let's let's do our research. Let's see who the Money in the Bank winners are. Okay, um, and, and this is not me arguing against the point. It, mm-hmm. It's really just me saying like it, it served different purposes. So we couldn't just say like there's one person. Um, Let's see, Mr. Kennedy, CM Punk won twice in a row. Uh, And Edge technically won twice in a row. Yeah, John (laughs) Cena won it in 2012, even though that was for the, um, was it? No, yeah, John Cena won it in 2012. Um, Randy Orton won it in 2013. Uh, And then here's where we get to. Yeah, you have a Dean Ambrose who I would say as a as a single singles wrestler he's new, but like yeah, when John Cena wins it in 2012, I think you have a narrative breaker there that that we're gonna use this for different purposes. Well, well Kane won it. You're, you're, you started it like you, you went for. It seems like you went from 2005 to the first few and then jumped to like yeah, 2012. Yeah, Kane. Yeah, Kane, and then there was a uh, there was a. Uh, I mean, Brian wasn't a main eventer yet. 
um, Del Rio, I think, was still I, – I couldn't tell you when Del Rio started or stopped. That's such a weird career arc. Um, but, yeah, this one. Kane is – CM Punk winning twice in a row is a, is a narrative breaker, I think. Um, yeah. And, again, I, I hope – this is me not, not saying I'm not shitting on your email. I just mean like I, I think that's ideally it's for somebody who has not been in the title picture a lot to create uh, a new story, a new narrative, a new rivalry. Uh, but it's just been used in a bunch of different ways that even even this, I think that like do somebody said it's basically like putting a you know, strapping a rocket launcher to a T-Rex is kind of what it's doing with Brock. And I don't mind that. Like, I again, I always talk about Resident Evil 3 being so cool because Nemesis chased you all through the game. Like, that, that's what this is. I think that's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and you don't sound and like you're... Really I don't think he's going to take it like, uh, like he's... Like you're... No, that's not just like a Just to... Yeah. to, to all the way explain my point, but yeah, Bailey won it on Sunday, and she she had already been, you know, Raw Women's Champion. Um, it was literally getting her the last title that made her uh, probably, you know, I don't know if anybody. I mean, there's going to be another Women's Grand Slam winner because I think the the way that those titles work, like, you know, in Ember Moon, yeah, Charlotte's going to win shot at team with that. somebody and win. Same with Sasha Banks if she comes back. Yeah. Alexa right Bliss, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, Becky's I gonna win a tag title. I wouldn't last. be surprised if Charlotte and Becky win this those women's tag title together at some point. Yeah. yeah. Making them Grand Slam champions at the same time, uh, you know, together. Champion, yeah, I, I think that Ray Mysterio is the last men's Grand Slam champion. I don't think we need another one. Well, actually, we do, but it's because the twenty four seven title is defunct in. <laughs> Because I don't think anybody who's who's had all the titles is going to win the 24-7 championship at any point. If, could you imagine if Brock won the 24-7 championship and just and showed up literally everywhere and just took naps in the locker room daring somebody? And nobody fucking with him? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yo, I remember for the hardcore title during the 24-7 rules, somebody was uh, – Somebody was getting a massage in probably was uh, uh, Crash Holly, and somebody tried to get a rep in there and like on the sneak tip like put their hand mm-hmm. on his chest and the <laughs> what? Wow. He Crash kicked out his two like he could game. <laughs> but I was and it was novel, and we hadn't, you know, there was such creative things to do with it in 1999 or 2000 or whatever the fuck that thing was around. And and now somebody put up a meme and it was like the Benny Hill Championship, WWE Benny Hill Championship. Like, how you just go, how is Christian, or how is Truth just going to, uh, uh, well, they tweaked it by having him hide in the trunk, but <laughs> they had Christian lose it at one WrestleMania or something where it changed hands 17 times that night, and at the end of the night, somebody beat Christian and, and drove off in their limo with it, and it was just, like, again, it was cool and funny, you know, 2000, 2001, whenever it was, but 
but just like character wise, like you, you would, if you were to ask Cedric Alexander, uh, why does Cedric Alexander want the 24 seven title? Could you, if we were interviewing him right now, we're like, Sid, well, why does the character of Cedric Alexander want the, want the 24 seven championship for? Ain't no fucking way he'd be able to give us any kind of confident answer that we'd be like, Oh, okay. Because he don't even know. I mean, he's uh, like I said earlier, what is the 24-7 champion? What's the motivation for anybody wanting to win that thing and have everybody chasing you around at your hotel and at the damn airport and on Instagram? You can't even, you know, truth. I'm in the middle of nowhere. He just has a tight shot. You know, he's probably, like, in his backyard in front of the, the tree. <laughs> he's trying to make it look like he's in the middle of, you know, or somewhere high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, thanks for the uh, email, Gibran. Uh On to Jason from Orlando's email. What up, East Coast cast? When it comes to this 24-7 title, I just need to know the whys. Like, why would any wrestler want that title? Want a title that makes you a moving target 24-7. Also, what are you the champion of exactly? <laughs> why should the audience care for this title when everyone's going, to, uh, going for it has been made to look like a joke? It's really the schoolboy championship because you can't use trash can lids or table or, or, you know, it's not going to be hardcore. So it's the damn roll-up championship is what it is. Uh, Back to the email. So unless they turn raw, unless they turn the raw tag division around, I don't see the need to have another joke division. I haven't watched the product in a month. Uh, I've just been keeping up with WWE because of of torch. So maybe uh, this title works better in context. Maybe not. Thanks, guys. Nope. <laughs> and I'm sure if you you know, heard your email, you've been listening to the last, you know, half hour, hour of us, you know. Yeah, no, ain't no context. You you got the context, I'm sure, that that was whoever Wade's hotline or whoever's raw recap, you and Wade on Monday. I'm sure y'all, y'all, <laughs> no, you don't need any additional context by seeing it. I think they did a fair at your job. And I didn't even hear how they described it, but I'll go that far. Everybody so, yeah, the same all way. All the lies are legit, Jason. Go ahead, Cam. You got it, Cam. Did we lose Cam that quick? Yeah, my fault. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we got all the, uh, like, the initial reaction out of the way. Um, and, you know, again, like, people who call that show, and not that all callers are just all 17 years old, but they skew a bit older, so they were probably adults when the hardcore title was out. You know, so. Whatever so reaction, like, we were, or at least like I was adult, like 19, 20, you know, in the early 20s, kind of. Yeah, so, like, it's just, it's a a rehash of something that, looking back on it, was kind of an afterthought. Like, outside of, like, Big Show and Mick Foley being the hardcore champion, like, and Crash Holly, of course. And And the fact that, like, it was, again, there was a scramble for it. Like, again, one of the dumbest things about the XFL was a race for the ball for control of the coin toss. Well, who's going to separate their shoulder on opening kickoff? Uh, the oh, God. Ridiculous, man. Just flip a coin, man. But, yeah, um, 
it just oh whatever it was gonna be. I mean, I mean, it, it could still be good. Again, like you have an R truth, you have a rock star spud, you have a Stokely Hathaway waiting in the wings. People who can create content for it to be interesting, but if it was me, me, the twenty four seven title would never be on TV. I would let, and I'd, I'd probably have a writer control it, but I would have a, a select group of guys who are actually competing for this thing, and it would be guys like Archer, Sophie Hathaway, and Drake Maverick, and whoever else occupies that, probably maybe even EC3, like the people who occupy that lane of social media that are very engaging and get the likes and the retweets. Um, that's what I would let kind of deal with this. It would be a fun side thing, but I would not use TV time on it. How are you going to have your followers in your social media uh, presence be uh, uh, determination of, of, of who gets a push? Joko 
like quick. Like it's, it's just a reach for me. It's just like, come on now. This guy had me shit in since probably 2014, 2015 to your business. And it's like, he's the drawback is like, Oh shit, not working. Let's go back to him. He's part of the reason, you know, he's part of the problem as well to me. I would love to elaborate on that, guys. I actually do have to go. I'm going to have a great rest of the show. Trav, you travel safe. And, Mike, I'm sure we'll talk soon. But I don't Absolutely. disagree with what you're saying. But I, we'll catch up, guys. Later. All right, Trav. All right. Um, well, to close out what I was saying, I was saying I feel like Drake Maverick probably somewhere down the line is going to be the crash holly of that 24-7 title because, you know, the, the comedy shit. But, um... But I was angling they haven't I was even, getting that. They haven't yeah, even given it. Drake Maverick. Not, I'm just saying, they haven't even given Drake that kind of a... Uh, is he that guy? Is he the funny guy? I ain't seen him do nothing funny since he's... I don't watch 205, so... Uh, I mean, you know... I mean, once Vince figures out that he was a comedy actor... Well, he actor peed on himself that one time, so I guess yeah. They, they do... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you're doing once he finds out you're a funny guy, you're a comedy act for the rest of your life. So, um, but yeah, what I was saying, what I was angling, what I was getting at is that I feel like, you know, you know Money in the Bank was a damn solid show up until the end. And what I mean by that, I said they did it to me, it's like they're going back with the Hogan in 93 treatment when he came back and fucking Big Dog Bread and you know what I mean? They put the strap on them and they went nowhere. And with that being said, I feel like that you would almost see it. I don't know if they, you know, they might switch courses. I'm not saying it's definitive or I know or anything, but I feel like as though that Brock is going to in some way they're going to find a loophole for him specifically to cash in on both guys. Well, no, no, no. If he beats Seth and Jetta. And cashes in on Kofi later, either later in that show or later, just later in the year, he can he can have both. So they don't have to create a loophole. He can just beat Seth in a in a in a title match and then cash in on Kofi. Because ain't nothing stopping yeah. him. From, you know, yeah, he still got the briefcase if he's the Universal Champion. And how Paul Heyman, you know, was um. Describing it as the undisputed world universal champion and all this other shit, it's you know it was a head scratcher. It's like I kind of I kind of sort of see them getting back to one title by the time Fox comes. So you have a definitive guy that can go on both shows, that can appear on both shows. I kind of see it almost almost going that way, in that direction. And it's like, who, you know, what bigger name do you have that, you know, to go in the box as your champ? But him, but I mean, like, his impact well, has dwindled. He is he, he hasn't meant shit to, you know, business since about 2015. Like, well, he could also not win the universal title and just hold on to that briefcase until September, October, then cash in on Kofi. And be the be the champion of SmackDown headed into Fox. Right. I think that's also a possibility, right? That doesn't sound too. I mean, that sounds plausible, at least in my head. Yeah, it does. 
And also pertaining to this, you know, to the all-in situation, because now we know the winner of the Battle Royal will face the winner of the Omega Jericho 2 match, you know, for the title, for the, the crown of first title. You I know, thought that Battle Royal was like the over... Isn't that a gimmick, like over-budget Battle Royal or some shit? Yeah, but on the last episode of the um, Road to <clears throat> Double or Nothing, which was dropped today, they just announced that how they're going to determine the first AEW champion. Oh, I believe you. But I'm just saying, I thought that championship, I mean, I thought that Battle Royal was for guys they couldn't find a place for. And now they're not maybe not a find a place for, but, you know, I guess that's the way to say it. Find a place for. No. Now that the winner's no. going to be number no, one. Cody no, Cody announced two shows, two um, bowls of double or nothing back that the winner of the Battle Royal receives the first shot at the championship. Okay, this ain't nothing new. All right. Yeah, so, like, but now they just added the incentive that the winner of the Battle Royale now face the winner of Jericho Omega to find the first champion. And what I'm saying oh, with that right. being said, yeah, with that being said, I see, you know, I see, uh, you know, because it was, what, 17 entrants so far? So I see a big name, you know, possibly come, yeah. I could see them entering the swagger into the joint because he's been talking about it or Ambrose mm, okay. or John Moss. But to win it or are you just saying to be in it? Who Are, are you expecting yeah. if, they, if one of those guys surprised they're going to win it? Like what's the point of yeah. Ambrose and Moxley showing up at night? Yeah, I, I mean, you're going to have Moxley Jericho or Moxley uh, Omega. Moxley Omega. Uh, uh, is that what you want to do right out the bat? I mean, it might, it might be their philosophy. Hey, let's get a, as many eyes from the jump. Let's not, we ain't got time for, for, for building. We can't build every, you know, sometimes you got to just go with what you got. And if Omega Moxley is something that, they're, that they want to do, say for September, say for their uh, uh, debut show, I don't, I don't know, whatever, however they want to market it yeah. or book it. No. Uh, Remember, they got um, they still got um, fight for the fallen, which is I believe in June or oh, July. Oh wait, 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 wait! It can't be, it can't be Moxley Ambrose, right? Because I remember saying a few like six weeks ago, he can be there, but he won't be able to be on TV on the actual pay per view. Yeah, he's free. He's free to he's do free, whatever free? he wants to. Free, free, draft. That he last one. Man. Yeah, that's me. All right. That last um, chill thing they had, that special they had, that was it. Remember, his contract ran out, so he didn't have a clause. Right. It's not like he let con- that release. Yeah. Yeah, his contract ran out, and he didn't resign. He didn't opt to resign, so he never had a, like, a 90-day right. no-compete clause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's, yeah, he's good to go. That's good. He's good to because, go. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's Good to hear. Um, yeah, because I see them like kind of like trying to make up for the the whole Pac, you know. You know what I'm saying? Staying. I don't yeah, I'm ready on. I mean, when yeah. you got, I, I mean, I'd like to see Pac. I'd like to see Neville, sure. But I'm not. I'm not more down on. I'm not down on the show anymore because he's not going to be yeah. there. To me, uh, especially when I me, find out the reason, and I'm cool. I'm cool with the reasoning. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. You know, to me, if I can get him, if you want to um, 
showcase, you know, Paige as a new young hot talent. I say you do it against another new young hot talent. And if they can get him, I don't mean, I don't know the logistics of his contract with MLW, if he's exclusive, or if MLW and AW has a working agreement. But if I was them, I'd go left, and I would um, I would get um, Jacob Fatu to replace Pac. Who? Who to replace him? Jacob. I would um, I would get Jacob Fatu. The Samoan Werewolf. I don't know if you've seen him, Trav, or if you followed him. So no, I hear about him. Uh, Bryant and Brad talk about, or Bryant and Britt talk about him on Katie Vick all the time. Uh, yeah, I hear, I hear, I hear good things about him. He might be the most talented, like of this crop. He might be the most talented. That's some, and his father is going to actually be in um, Starcast now, Tonga Kid. So he's like direct cousins with the Uso, you know, with the Uso brothers and you know those guys. Like, yeah, that's Tonga Kid's son. And hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Mike. Darrell says he's not free. Dave, I guess Melker. Dave said he wants he wants to be he wants to be on the show and not taking bookings till after he finished shooting the movie he's shooting now. Yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's yeah he's doing a movie, but I didn't say he's going to be on the show, but he's doing a oh, movie. Right, he I, could that was, that appear. Was, I threw that in there. Yeah, 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 he could appear, but I mean to perform, he can perform. His contract with WWE is done. He has no ninety day no compete clause. His contract expired. That's in any sport anywhere. If your contract expires and you have no clauses or nothing, then you are a free man to do what you want. His contract expired actually April something, I believe April twelfth or fifteenth or something like that. Okay. Yeah, he. The, the, it, it, remember, they way broke the news shit back when in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those ninety days was already up. Like way broke the news back then. So he was the first that broke it. And that was in probably in that time. But I know you're going to have a, um, a killer time out there. It's going, you know, it's going to be fun. I know one particular match that I'm looking forward to is still in the show is um, Brother versus Brother here with Cody and um Stealing the show. Wait, wait, wait. You think a match that Dustin Rhodes Reynolds is in in 2019 with yeah, I mean, on, on that card can steal the show. I'm not saying, I'm not saying to steal now, the entire show. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad match. Or, well, you, you, you're just I'm saying, you said, I'm saying will be. I mean, I'm saying, let me rephrase it. So everybody go okay. fucking dessert. I'm saying like um a match that will <laughs> like surprise, like that will be like shockingly surprising. Like well, oh, that's shit. different. Like, that's different. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> like oh shit! Like I ain't know. Um, to be to be fair you know, to words, that that that's a different whole different meaning. Yeah, like I ain't know old Dustin can still go, but it seemed like to me he got better as he got older. Like, He's been saying that since '02, since he came back, and then when he made his first comeback, every time yeah, he best. like you know, loses weight and like comes, back, he's like, what the fuck? Like holy shit! He, yeah, so. Nah, and it was a match like during that like 2012 
like that run with, you know, that last one with him, Duffy, and Cody, where he had a couple of singles matches against, you know, like Primetime Captain, he held his own. Like, I'm not saying he's going over Cody because, of course, Cody's going over him. I believe so. Yeah, and I believe they'll probably be somewhere. I believe it'll be um, brother team versus brother team somewhere down the line, and Roses versus the Young Bucks. I believe that. Yeah, but with that being said, do you think they open like their first show with like some sort of some sort of like tag title tournament or something like that or some big world title match or some shit like that, Brad? You think they open their uh, first show? You talking about Double or Nothing or the T V show? No, the T V show. Oh, oh man, I, I I don't have an answer for either. I definitely don't have an answer for for, <laughs> for what they might you know, and I guess it's all speculation, so I can't so there are no wrong answers. Um I doubt they would do any kind of tournament thing. Uh, I mean, I would. They would have to be very sure of themselves and their booking and, and keeping that thing compelling throughout the entire show or the course of two shows or however long they want to run a court uh, a tournament. Um, so that's, I think they would wait to be established and to set and to get their booking philosophy and how they do things over with their core audience and just the, the audience audience and, you know, just serious, you know, just thinking, uh, before they went and just tried to do like a tournament. Cause this tournament yeah. is just notoriously not good for TV. Yeah, not for TV. So let me, let me do ask you this question, so I- I'm listening. Uh-oh, are we losing Mike? Or are we losing me? Again? <clears throat> oh, there's Mike. I hear you. I, I hear you rustling around. No, I said, um, what's the amount of titles you think they should have? Because as we see... All these added titles and all this bullshit and W don't mean nothing. They're up to about, I believe, about what? How many titles? How many singles belts on um TV? You got the two worlds, the two mid cards. You got the eyes. Uh, you got the cruiserweight. You got the the twenty four seven garbage. What's that? Six titles. That's six right there. You got the women's and then, tag. And that's you got not the, even counting. That's not even. I was about to say that's not even counting. It's eight if you count the two women. Oh, world titles. Yeah, so, to me, it's too many belts. So you have eight single titles uh, in your company across two shows, across five hours of TV. You have eight championship titles. Really, seven because you know that twenty four seven shit is probably going to be gone in six weeks. It probably should be. Probably should have never made it to TV. Um. But yeah, still seven, eight titles. That's still that's a lot. Yeah. So how many how many titles do you think AEW should have? I say a world title, of course, a tag title. You know, maybe like a a, a TV or you know, mix. You know. I think they should level. do it like NXT did. Like introduce your two titles, your big title right. and your tag title. 
There's no need mm. to, to introduce a mid-card title for six months. NXT mm. waited four years. <laughs> but so they could at least wait six months to a year. Because you know they like to echo, I guess they like to echo the sentiment, you know, um, Tony Khan, the owner, he's a big proponent of, you know, like Mid-South and NWA wrestling. And I mean, although NWA had a bunch of titles, you know, in the heyday, they all meant shit because they put them on guys that could actually work and hold those titles. But I don't think they should have a, you know, AEW title, AEW TV title, AEW International Intercontinental title, or AEW Mid-South. Like, I mean, I'm I'm quite sure they're going to get the junior guys you know, the guys for the junior division because I believe they're going to want their junior division, you know, the rivals out of, you know, loser pants, you know, like junior division and things of that nature. So, like, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a cool ride. As for Vice Land tonight, they, they got extended cuts of the um, Dark Side of the Ring series. So, like they, it's like a whole hour of shit that they never that they didn't show the first time, starting with um Macho and Liz, and then they got um a special so for like the So they're going to focus on they're going to have behind the scene or whatever extra footage from the entire run, not just they're not just going to show like they'll show across the board, right? It's not going to be like oh this is the extra Macho Man stuff we had for a half hour, and that's the whole show is extra that. Yeah, no, it's going to be highlights. Yeah, highlights yeah. of all the extra stuff they have from all the stories. Yeah, it's more like, you know, unseen or unheard interviews from other people. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. And then they got, like, another show called The Wrestlers coming on, like, plot right behind it. Um, You know, highlighting, I think, like, you know, a couple indie guys and I believe Gabe Sapolsky. So it's probably going to highlight Evolve. So yeah, like they getting real, they getting real, um, like wrestling centric over there at Viceland because they did say that Dark Side of the Ring did like yeah, they they brought in numbers. The they, they seeing like what the fuck moves, uh, you know. I don't think they want to, you know. I think they learned, or hopefully they learned a lesson with Jesus and Mero, yeah. right? Like Jesus and Mero brought them that channel. You know, probably more eyes than they than, than they had seen in the two years before. And uh, and I actually and I actually and they didn't want to up, pay it. Yeah, and I actually called up the Viceland channel so they confirmed that, that they, you know they they greenlit uh it's, it's, I gotta look with my phone uh-huh. they greenlit a um season two for it. Like I was right. saying, oh, you know, yeah, they yeah, got yeah. it did. It definitely did. I heard Cornette yeah. Brian Lash. Brian Lash Yeah. Yeah, they say about the fall. Like maybe oh, the fall yeah, or something. You had Dutch Mantel on, on the last episode on the last Cornette podcast and they were uh, uh Dutch was the narrator for episode two through whatever six. Um so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ty Dillinger's so, gonna be at a at double or nothing, so I know when I, I know when to take a piss break. Yeah, Ty Dillinger. Oh yeah, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Yeah, well, yeah. I looked at the um, latest D and E Elite and the latest um 
double or nothing, and it's like, yeah, they geared up, they're ready. You know, everybody's in transition. And also, um, Jericho was going back to um, New Japan for Dominion. He challenged in Okada for the fighting. So I don't know, they might um, they might get that W to Jericho to have him strong. And I was thinking about that too. What, what's your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think, you know, if they can't, you know, if they don't want to rush and they want to build too, like they want to give Kenny Omega like a purpose, a build to the title, you think they put it on Jericho to go into the TV show with? Um. Yeah, I, I don't have any in, obviously any insight to you know who who they're leaning, um, but there's an argument for both. You know, there's definitely an argument for why you should put it on Kenny Omega. You know, the young guy up and coming. Uh, you know, the, the the new thing that can bring you know new eyes. And if you see with somebody like Jericho, and people are, you know and respect and beat Jericho. Really means something and blah blah blah. But there's also something to say. Well, you know, Jericho in that top spot, at least for your first, you know, three, four, five, six months, uh, bring some eyes to your product. Have Kenny Omega, you know, build to the big, you know, match or rematch, you know, part three. Who Omega won the first match, right? Yeah, Omega beat him. Right. So it's uh. It's the rubber match in February or whenever they do it could be could be a big deal. Right. That's what they to could me, have during WrestleMania season, let's say. Yeah. Next or whenever, March. you know, yeah, whatever the build to what's going to be, whatever their marquee or big, you know, Star K WrestleMania show deal going to be. And also, I was, I could see, you know, like in a perfect world, I could see another scenario. Punk come out in that mass as one of the entrants in that battle royal. You know what I'm saying? He wins. Jericho wins. Then you have Punk and Jericho at the pay-per-view, which I think that's going to be pretty much their signature pay-per-view, being that it was the first one that's in Chicago, because he's back in Chicago again. You have Punk go over, and I guess you could build Punk and Omega. So whatever their big show is going to be, and then you got Jericho and Cody because you can see that's going some that's definitely going to happen somewhere down the line. If you saw the last um double um road to double or nothing, the interaction oh, with yeah. Cody and Jericho. Yeah, so I I can see you know if Punk decides he want to come back, you know, he's definitely a wild card. You know, as far as like. Uh... You know, if he shows up and is a, you know, wants to be a full time, you know, full time wrestler, that'd be, you know, that'd be great. Yeah, and then you know, with the concept that, you know, Tony Khan, you know, is saying is that he's not trying to burn his guys out, so they're not going to be working. You know what I'm saying? Like, two hundred, three hundred dates a year. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it'll be real interesting. It's a real interesting time. Like I said, I don't know if you watch um, MLW. They got um, this weekend, if you get a chance, they got the finals of the the National Openweight title with um, Brian Pillman Jr. 
And I see him being a bit a fixture on AEW TV as well, you know, in the future. Brian Pillman Jr. Isn't he pretty they green? Huh? Isn't he pretty green? Is he what? Green. Is he kind of, you know... Un- no, nah, he's undercut. actually gotten... Yeah, he's actually gotten a lot of better. A lot better. Yeah, he was he was green at first, but, you know, as the months, you know, go on, it's like, you know, water to him, you know what I'm saying? To a bathtub. Like, he picked it up, like, pretty good. He's in the finals. Mr. Water. Yeah, he's in... You know, he's in the finals against this guy named... I think he'll be a star, too, but it's, it's, to me, he's just too... Like, if you see this guy, he's like... He is triple weight circa ninety nine two thousand and one. He is this guy named Alexander Hammerstone. Okay. You know what I mean the Professor Rich. He, he I get I, I definitely know he could pull you in about him, but everything about this guy is triple weight circa ninety nine to two thousand and one. The look, the okay. bill, everything, yeah. everything. So he must have grew up a Triple H fan. Well, I doubt he could take make his pecs be Triple H. <laughs> yeah. You know, make his body I mean, like uh, <laughs> Triple H. But no, I got it. I mean, even almost down to the tights, like it's is like yeah. he's like a yeah, it's like he's studied <laughs> he studied the game pretty much. So he he reminds me of yeah he reminds me a lot of you know that you know yeah. era of Triple H right there. But yeah, um, to close out with you, Trav, what you you know what's the what's the deal with this um you know with uh the direction they're going on in NXT as far as like everything, and that's all I got for the night, guy. Yeah, man, appreciate you, Mike. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, wait, let me let me get you back on here. What do you mean? Be specific. What do you mean? Just, just kind of vague. Just the direction in general. Yeah, I mean, as far as like you know, tight, you know, the title feuds and shit like that. You know, with four teams with this tag team. You know, this yeah. four four way match. Do you think they finally give you know street profits they just do, or do they give it to the forgotten bums, or you know what I'm That's saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I got you. Um, I think the. You know, you're in good hands. I mean, NXT is is cruising right along. There's there's no uh, yeah, they're in NXT. They're gonna they're 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 gonna be solid at the very least, and most times they're gonna be very good. And they're somewhere in there. I'm expect uh, I'm looking forward to this Velveteen experience thing that they're gonna do tonight. I don't know if that's just if that's I assume it's going to set up some kind of angle or somebody's going to do something during it. Um, I don't have much of an opinion on the uh, tag titles because, you know, I wasn't a big War Raiders guy. And, you know, I don't much care for, uh, you know, I like the Street Profits, but, you know, the tag division, it's, it's, there's, been, there's, there's been so much better. You know, again, I don't want to really integrate this tag division now, but it's just not oh the Velveteen Dream stuff having it now. But it's just been it's just been in better shape. Uh but everything around everything else I mean tag division's fine. I don't even want to make it sound like it's it's bad. I mean war raiders are good. I just don't 
particularly care for him. And and Johnny Gargano at on top and Velveteen doing his thing. Everything's solid. Everything's better than solid. Women is uh, is maybe another thing that could get you know a, a, some more focus. Like what's going on with them? I don't thinking about the last couple of weeks. I just remember, I remember women wise, Vanessa Bourne and he got a win and. Aaliyah was with her last week. So far, I haven't seen anything on this episode. Oh, oh Bianca and uh, and Mia Yim had a, a confrontation last week, so that might actually be the wrestling main event this week. But, yeah, I don't know what's up with EO. I don't know what's up with Shane. You know, Shane and her squad are doing their thing. It's kind of got them on on a bit of a cruise control kind of thing. Uh, let me get back to the emails. Uh, thanks, Jason from Orlando for that email you sent. Uh, Anthony from Cali, he chimes in. This is Anthony and Cali. I hope you guys are doing well. I haven't written in in a while, but I wanted to weigh in on a couple of topics. I'm sure the 24-7 will be a topic. Uh, the 24-7 title will be a topic of discussion. So I wanted to chime in. As a teenager, even though I was stupid, I loved the 24-7 rule with the hardcore title. It was dumb yet funny, and I was always intrigued on where the title would be defended next. And, oh, shit, they got Tyler Breeze coming out to confront Velveteen. So they're going to have, like, a, a, a pretty off. You know, like a, a bot off. Tyler Breeze got a pretty decent body. Smaller, but, you know, super fit and built. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. Um, he was saying he was always intrigued where the title would be defended and wondering what hilarious moments would ensue. However, when the 24-7 title was introduced Monday night, uh, I groaned. I thought the idea was stupid, dumb, idiotic, pointless, and add whatever word you can use to describe how horrible it is. With that being said, I know it's not meant to be taken seriously, and I can't lie, I did laugh out loud watching the event on Raw and SmackDown. I even, uh, so even though it's moronic, I guess it got over with me. Now, my question is, what do you guys feel uh, the shelf life is on this? Uh, Is the over... If the over-under is nine months, are you taking the over or the under on it lasting nine months? I see it going stale pretty quick, and it's soon, And but how soon will the plug get pulled on it, or will it drag out? Yeah, I, as we answered a lot of these earlier in the, in the conversation. I think I can't go any, I have to go, <clears throat> excuse me, have to go under if you're setting it at nine months. Man, Tyler Breeze does not, this gimmick does not really work without the long hair to me. He's got this, like, short hairdo thing going with this over-the-top furry blue and lime green vest. Looks like he murdered a Muppet, you know, skinned it for to make a vest. 
Like he murdered Oscar and fucking Grover <laughs> to make a to make a jacket. But he's got this short hair dude. It's like Katie Lang, you know, nineteen ninety six Katie Lang hair thing going and I'm not buying him anymore. He looks older. He doesn't look like a young pretty boy. He looks like a an aging Heartthrob. <laughs> and that sucks because he's aging. I mean, we all age. But it's only been like two years, it seems, that he was. Man, it's been like 27, four years. That's four years of main roster stuff. Even though he's not on TV all the time, you know, he's getting. He's going through that meat grinder all the same, house shows. And, you know, he might not be on Raw or SmackDown, but you know, he's on main events and the syndicated stuff. But he's definitely on house shows. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going under. I I I think somewhere between. I I even say in six months. I cannot see this thing around come. You know, November, like Thanksgiving. Is this title really? This still going to be doing stupid, non nonsensical, running around Benny Hill bullshit, leading up to Survivor Series. Damn, Velveteen said, not a boy who plays cops and robbers in the crowd pops for that. It's kind of dressing him down. Coming to NXT to take his spotlight. Damn, he told him to run along, go back to where you belong. Um, yeah, so, Anthony, under, way under. I'm, I'm, if you would have put it at Three months, that might have been my only way of going over. But I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to last that long. I don't think we're going to, it's going to be, I don't think when football starts, we're still going to be doing this 24-7 bullshit. Actually, Jim Duggan might find it in the trash or something. Um, Anthony continues. Secondly, with this being week three of the wild card rule, what's the point of even having a brand split anymore? I was in the minority that liked the idea of separate pay-per-views, although they should have been spaced out brand-specific pay-per-views so that there's not two pay-per-views in four weeks. I agree. Um, I like the separate world champs as well as separate tag champs. I felt the exclusion was downright terrible at times. I'm sorry. I felt the execution was downright terrible at times, but I liked the idea of two separate shows with se- with separate identities. I made watching Sm- it made watching SmackDown feel pretty special, knowing that that's where I can watch Dean Ambrose, AJ Miz, etc. With the wild card rule, <clears throat> I think it's time to unify the world title, men's and women's, and tag. It feels like SmackDown circa 2012 with the Raw Super Show. The more Kofi and Reigns show up on Raw, the less special their parents on SmackDown become. Do you feel that Fox will push a more stricter brand split or will they be or will they be or will they be an even bigger reason for the eventual end of this era of the brand extension with them wanting big names on the show? Finally, I've been loving the fire by Sunhouse, so my question is simple. How long before WWE fucks this up? Before WWE fucks this up, how long? 
I, I don't consider it. I consider it's been fucked up. Like it's fucking corny. It's just fuck. But you know, you love it, and uh, that's cool. I do not love it. Yeah. So, um, so I, I have a hard time answering that question. How long till WWE fucks it up? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and Tyler Breeze has the clean shaven face, like with a tiny bit of stubble. Like maybe he shaved this morning, and it's you know some some guy can I don't know how that's possible. I shave my like my beard is growing back. <laughs> it's like four months to grow my beard back in six the way I, I, I like it. But uh, but um. Yeah, so that's not that's not helping. He's looking like a a dad that just came home from work, and he's like, yeah, where's my dad? What a hard day. Not a pretty boy with you know, pretty boy Brazilian gimmick that he had going on. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I said that about the Firefly Fly Funhouse. But I agree with a lot of your stuff about the split. Like, I'm a fan of it. I was a fan of this. Ah, I, was, I don't think I'm as big a fan of the separate pay-per-views because they just were, because you had such trash matches in the, mix, in the you know, in the opening matches and in the lower card stuff was just not good. It just was not on par. Um, and you see, it seems like you would be able to get away with that in the network era, but it, like for for whatever they tried again, and it and it just didn't uh, didn't work. So I'm I'm okay with the split, but having to combine every pay per view be combined, that's okay. Uh, but I'm with you. I like I didn't I didn't necessarily like the two the tag division being split, but it does like you say gives gives a distinction and an identity. And when those shows were at their best, it was when when the brand split. Um, I think the Raw and SmackDown in the last 20 years has been has been the best when the brand split was at its strongest. So we're talking that first run, that first year and a half, two years from 01 to 03, before things just went nuts in 04 <laughs> and even more nuts in 05 and 06. Um, and then for a while, the, the split in 16, you know, when the Ambrose was the champion and then they created the Universal Champion. Um, you know, back, I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, SmackDown was, in the last three years, has, uh, you know, consistently been a better show. There's been times when it's when it's dipped and not been not been great, but since that. But, but anyway, back to your original thing. It's I think Raw and SmackDown were best at at their best when it, when the brand split was, was firm and the shows had identities of their own and didn't uh, have this wild card flipping flopping people going back. But but you're right with the uh, Kofi and. And Roman showing up on Raw, like do the wild card rules only apply to like those four wrestlers every week? Like, damn, there's nobody else. 
Has nobody else figured out how to apply for the wild card sanction? You know, the wild card asylum, whatever the fuck, you know, it takes to cross the border of all this back down. Seems like the, somebody would have done that by now. Or, or like a lower lower tier guy, like an Ali or maybe. Did he make a jump? Maybe I'm, Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe he was on wrong and I'm just not remembering. Look at Raina Gonzalez. My goodness. And I'm supposed to believe Candice LeRae's little ass who's going to win this match. I wish I could have my way. <laughs> It'd be nothing but um, yeah, so that's it with Anthony and Dina. I appreciate the Anthony uh, just showing it as my attention was during that. Uh, back to the constellation lines three four seven two zero two zero one zero three nine two five. I see you down there on hold for the last thirty four thirty five minutes. Uh, if you want to, uh, you're I assume a new caller. I don't, I've never seen nine two five. But if you want to get on, uh, get on everyone. Talk to me. Hit one so I know where you are. Or I know you want to uh, California tell everyone split uh, covers inland portions of the East Bay counties of dot 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 god damn it. Almeida and Contra Costa, Central California. Oh, okay. I left out. I don't know where the fuck Almeida or Contra Costa is. It ain't L.A., San Diego, Sacramento, San Francisco. And I have to remind myself, like, wait, Sacramento's in Northern California, right? San Diego. So, yeah, like I said, hit one if you want to talk to me. Otherwise, uh, oh, otherwise we're going to bring Boris from Chicago. Yeah, I knew this was coming when, you, when, when, they, when they announced that, uh, what's called trying to get that, you know, get that apartment, get that, that house. Yeah, I said, yeah, they got to come it, back over here. They can't help it. But don't think you're going to be able to be over here comfortable. And- yeah. See, normally back in the day when that would happen, I would just be like, Shh, everybody, let's just listen in on the <laughs> listen in on the conversation, hear what they talk about, personal stuff, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff, husband, wife stuff, maybe, to, you know, this time, don't get comfortable in that house. <laughs> Hey Boris, we about to come back to you. So, uh, oh, he, he he hit one. He don't want to be on. So, all right. Never mind. Then I'm about to go to Darrell then and uh, talk to him for 20 minutes and then in the show. Oh, here we go. Hey Boris, what's, what's up? What's going on? I know you you caught me. You caught me in my moment. What's that? No, I know. Like, oh, the, <laughs> when y'all want you want to bring me on when I'm doing something. See how little so my, 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 Wait, 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 wait. Mike, wait, wait, wait. Mike, get a point. Mike, get a point, huh? Candice LeRae just won with a damn, uh, uh, just an old school line salt springboard off the middle rope. She weighed like 72 pounds. And she won with a fucking springboard moonsault off the second rope? I mean, it was nice and, you know, athletic. And, and she missed it. She missed most of it. Get the fuck out of here, man. 
I'm so mad at this man. Yeah, now here come Rhonda or, or, or Shayna and her squad. Beat this little bitch to fuck up. My bad, boys. Go ahead. What Mike's point? You were about to say something about Mike's, Mike's point. About the, uh, the Brock Lesnar. The Brock Lesnar thing. As soon as I saw that situation with them, I thought the same thing. You know, that he, that he, why don't you just give them both belts? And then I thought of another scenario outside of that. Um, put them in a tag match. Whereas if they get beat down enough, all you gotta do is cash in on both of them at the same time. That's a, that's another scenario. Well, you can't about cash in, in on taxes. both at the same time. What do you mean cash in on both? This this, this is WWE. If they, if they put Steph and Kofi together in tag team and make them wrestle Brock and somebody, you see what I'm saying? I just thought about that's that because. But what what can we? You you talk about WWE and dumb, right? In the same sense. All right, but they don't have their titles being changed. They don't have. When was the last time WWE put their 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 main title on the line in a tag match and then combined it with Money in the Bank? That's just way too fucking convoluted. Did you ever thought you wait? Okay, did you ever think you're gonna see Brock Brock run up a ladder? In Money in the Bank. Different. a philosophy of booking is different they, from a physical act, somebody going up a ladder. You don't think they're desperate? They'll do anything. You don't think they, they don't do anything now to shock? This is all about shock. All right. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't care if Brock back. You know, people upset he back. Look at the storyline they said about him. He don't want to show up to work and don't want to do all this. And then here we go back again, ask money to back. And people are so upset. Y'all don't want to sell for that line. I ain't upset. They don't want to show up to work. You don't want to be here. We know. We know yeah, better. Not that Brock and how he got his, his money. No, I'm talking, about, the, I'm talking about these fair weather fans. I'm talking about these fair weather fans that's upset that he's back and he got money in the bank. And you know they're gonna put the title back on. Maybe. It's not a, it don't matter which one. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. I doubt I doubt Brock Lesnar fails in his cash in. That would be that would be pretty pretty epic. Whoever like and he looked more him. happy than I ever seen it. Wait a minute, he looked more happy than I ever seen it. Why he why he why he jamming the money in the bank case like it's a a boombox? <laughs> no, I was like, wow, he's jamming the the money in the bank briefcase like it's a boombox. I. I, I don't know what I'm seeing. But he was more excited to be back and doing whatever this was than I hadn't seen him in, in the, what, past three months or whenever he was supposedly active in this, on this roster. I hadn't seen more smiles on his face. Oh, that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, I ain't a body language expert, like, clearly you you are. But, um and, I just I don't know I I'm not I'm not upset in any way that Barclays won the uh, won the money in the bank. To me, he's still he's a good. legitimate yeah. champion. You know, he's still to me he's a legitimate oh, champion. He re- he retired from you know UFC question. and it's really nobody they built to even beat him. I mean, even in, in the fantasy world, they have not built anybody to beat him. No. You know, no. that's the only and the, that, is, and the people that could, they had the people that they built, 
uh, Strowman up that, uh, you know, but he lost. They figured out ways to keep, you know, to have him not beat Lesnar. I don't want to say have Lesnar beat him. Uh, Joe, they, you know, built him up for one match so he could have against Lesnar, and then they were done with him as far as that being on that level. And then his body didn't help, you know, the injuries and stuff. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, had, I, had, I had tweeted to, I had texted to um, Rich. I said, you know, as disappointing as my, uh, Game of Thrones was, Sunday night, mm-hmm. it still wasn't enough to make me turn and watch the pay-per-view. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, it you was know, over. Game of Thrones I, I went off, and I was like, I sat there for like 13 was, minutes. I, I remember looking at my, my my phone or something, and it was 9.13, and I was like, shit, uh, they're probably just getting to the good stuff on Money in the Bank. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. And I just kept doing whatever I was doing. <laughs> fucking I just didn't, yeah, you know, I, I was right there with you. I just didn't care. You know, me and Sonya, you know, we watched the Game of Thrones together, and I was like, I turned to Sonya, I was like, oh, my God, I looked at Twitter, and I was like, oh, shit, it's a pay-per-view off. Right. Nah, let's keep watching Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, my God. I, 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 there was no I was doubt gonna, that I was going to watch Game of Thrones live. I wasn't going to turn. Right. I thought I was going to have a hard transition. You know, I thought I was really going to have a hard transition of, you know, stop watching on Mondays and Tuesdays, the pay-per-views, but they made the product so, so convincing uh, that I, I didn't have a problem not watching it on Monday. I didn't have a problem like, not watching it on Tuesday. To the point where I listen yeah. to the, the podcast, I listen to you guys and everything else just to see what's going on with it. And it's listen to you guys are more entertaining. I mean, that's how a lot of people are. Like, grab, people talk about the decline, the decline yeah. in wrestling ratings, which it obviously is. It's a straight line. You know, it's, a, it's not a straight line down, but it's a, the trajectory has been down since the uh, – just forever since they hit their peak in ninety uh, in two thousand or two thousand one, and yeah. but that's like okay, but it's just uh, fuck. I forgot my point. Um, God damn it! It I, it left me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I haven't stopped watching wrestling. I'm just not watching WWE. It's plenty. Of, oh no, no, for sure. For sure. Oh, that was that was, I, I mean, was going to say. The decline in ratings has. Has uh, the fact that everybody and their mom got a podcast, and you can find, and you can like how many people you just said it. Somebody said it earlier. They follow along through. Matter of fact, I said it earlier. I said I didn't watch Money in the Bank, but as soon as midnight hit, I went on the torch and I fucking listened to the uh, exactly. I listened to the uh, roundtable. All right, I at least want to. And you know guys, what, and you, and you guys broke on. it down. Better, you you guys broke it down different from Wayne them. So. We can listen to all of you guys and get so right. many different Right, but my point is, and of course, I like follow, No, 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 I get, yes, but my point is people can follow along in that way. It's not, it's, it's not just you and a, a dozen others. It's potentially hundreds of thousands of people that go, yes. eh, I don't have to watch Raw. I don't have to watch SmackDown. I don't even have to watch this pay-per-view. I'll just, I'll read it. I'll read the recap. Or better yet, I'll listen to, I'll go to YouTube. It doesn't even have to be a podcast. And you know, it's fucking exciting. An hour after, it's and there's going to be a bunch, of, a bunch of reviews. They might not be good in quality, but there's a fucking thousand of them. And, you know, they're out there, even if they're getting 100 or 200 views a piece, 
There's thousands of them out there. There's thousands of podcasts. And yeah. Like WWE has and, and if like it's something good, you, if you match, say a good right? match, I'll go look for it. If you say a good match or anybody say a good match, I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for a clip from it. I'm surprised. I'm on YouTube. Wait, how doesn't WWE have a podcast yet? It seems like because all the, like, giant fucking, you know, that's why, like, <laughs> once, like, uh, JR and those guys started doing podcasts and other wrestlers, it just became like, ah, fuck. You know, like, even, even, even waiting those guys, like, that have been doing it, like, they, you can't compete with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because they don't want to be you know? wrong. They don't want to tell, they no, don't no, want to no, no. give you mean, the real dirt. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm going off on a whole different They would have to get a dirt. You know, they would have to get a dirt. They podcast would have to actually get a dirt on themselves. Daniel Bryan, um, that SmackDown show that Daniel Bryan had, that was so good. Look what they did to it. They canceled it. That was what the most wrong. Remember the, 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 the show that, well, talking what was smack? the SmackDown show that they brought? Talking Smack. Look how raw that was and how exciting that was because we knew. Yeah, that. but and you he, don't remember. He wasn't all right, all right. Now hold up, hold up, Boris, 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 hold up. Talking Smack was really good at times, but it was also yeah. terrible. You also, it's like, you remember, like, remember the rise of Jinder Mahal on those Talking Smack? Those Talking oh, Smacks aren't good. Like, like, it's a matter of, you can't have Brian and Miz on there all the time. You can't have Charlotte beating right. somebody but off. I'm, I'm you know, just, it was I'm a lot of mundane, 14 minutes, just kind of like, oh, they did two or three interviews. Renee Young always shines, but they're in just a different place. But but you're right. It was a it was a it was a it was a good show. But like a lot of things, the, you forget about it. The for them to have a, a podcast. Episode. Think about it. So for them to have a podcast. What are they willing to give up? I mean, we still ain't had the definitive interview or podcast with Undertaker that was supposed to be with Stone Cold. Yeah, remember that? And yeah, they pulled him off of they pulled him off of Starcast because guess what? He might have he might have gave us the Undertaker or Mean Mark or whoever they pulled him off. So we still waiting on that interview or whenever he just when he cut loose from. From WWE, then we might get his side, or he might tell us some more. Cause we didn't see how he really is, you know, on different shows and different things he did on, on on that's on YouTube before they snatched him up again. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So they ain't willing to do a podcast that will define the real WWE. Cause we don't want we don't want the scripted version that we see on TV. We want the raw, the stuff we get on Vice Land. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the stories they keep telling us, giving us a little bit more. Each time we watch these shows, because you think we're going to get some more. Vice ain't going to tell us a little bit more about these infamous stories with Bruiser Brody and all these, you know, all these characters in the past that we still was wondering about. They ain't going to give us nothing about the real history of WWE. So they don't, why, why do a podcast if you're going to tell us, you know, that infamous uh, money in the bank for real with Jimmy Fly Smithers? Hold up, uh, you know what Boris. I'm saying? I, That's 2K. Yeah, go no, ahead, go I, ahead, I, go I, ahead. I got you. <clears throat> Somebody just asked me, uh, isn't, isn't Boris a Fairweather fan? You want, you want to, no, you want Boris to is a WCW stuff? fan. Boris is a WCW fan that watched wrestling. What? 
but they say I'm a fellow fair weather fan. No, Boris was a WCW fan. Boris was an NWA fan. Boris was a world class okay. fan. Boris was an NWA right. fan. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened we were stuck with WWF East. That was my worst nightmare. I started coming. I said, if WWE, whatever, fuck up WCW, you know what I'm saying? Wait, I wait, what was wait. Well, okay, disconnect, disconnect that call. He lying. So, I'm going I'm to I would, I would, I would do, <laughs> I'm gonna do what they said because I tend to agree. No, I mean, not that you're lying. I, yeah, yes, you were. That, you're obviously you were WCW and NWA and WCCW. <laughs> AWA fan, New Japan, All Japan with Baba, uh, fucking CMLL. You was the original EMLL fan. No, we 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 know boys. Everybody except WWSE. <laughs> Disconnect that call. He lying. <laughs> uh, on that note. Uh, he did give me the uh, heads up about the Brian Austin email, so we'll go ahead and <laughs> play uh, Austin's email. Hey, East Coast Cast, this is Brian from Phoenix calling. I'm calling about the new WWE 24-7 championship. And when I first, you know, heard about it, unfortunately I got spoiled a little bit because being out here on the West Coast, um, you know, Raw live in the East, East Coast time, and I saw somebody put a picture up and everything. But at first I was kind of not sure if I liked it, and now I'm still kind of more in the middle, but I like it more than I don't like it. I have, um, of course, recalled the whole hardcore 24-7 um, being defended as well. And I did have some funny um, remembrances of that. Like, you know, the Crash Holly character was just great. And then I, I saw a clip on earlier with um, Molly Holly hit Hurricane with the frying pan from in the belt. Um, so, again, right now um, I'm kind of in the middle board. More, I'm more like it. We all know that I'm a big R2 fan. To see him with it. But, you know, I'm not big, big on the comedy aspect of it. So we'll see how it plays out. At least we'll get something for some of the other people when we all complain about just showing the same three or four people on TV. It gives them the chance to take a look at some new, um, well, it's not necessarily new, of course, but some of the um, mid-card people. And so um, so that's all I have to say about it. Again, I'm interested to hear what Travis and Cam and Rick say about it. So I hope everybody has a good day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, Brian, I mean – Again, with the 24-7 stuff, I I don't know if it's uh, a ton more to 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 add. Um, uh, all those points you made are you know, in the beginning, of, of course, are correct. It's just, like they're obviously meant to harken back to the 24-7 rules of the hardcore title. Um, I'm more interested, not more interested, but I'm interested in uh, that was something that they just put on the hardcore title and then took off of it after a while. Like before the hardcore title went away for good, it didn't have, like in its last year or whatever, it didn't have the 24-7 rule. That was something that they, that they, that, you know, whoever, powers that be, added on as a sip from what I remember. Um, but uh, 
yeah. So, um, but yeah, he says he's not saying there's a comedy aspect. Uh, yeah, I am. I, I I agree, but I don't know if you can have a title with a stipulation and a gimmick like that. I think the whole point is, you know, to be to have comedy. Uh, and and I'm not sure if like I mean I'm a true fan like I don't know if I think a true fan is uh, is Brian but you know I I really liked him back when Suntan Superman back in TNA uh, was one of the reasons to watch that first you know two years um, but I just I don't know something for you know he was U.S. champion you know two three months ago. Now he's a comedy champion. He's a he's a schoolboy champion. So yeah, it gives him something to do and it gets him on TV. But he's on TV being a fucking dummy. Like, but that's that's what I had. I gotta say, you're like you need a dummy. I'm need I'll be a dummy. Thanks for the uh, voicemail, Brian. Appreciate it. All right, now let's uh, go down to Georgia, talk to Terrell. What's going on, Trap? What's happening, Terrell? Oh, not too much, man. Not too much. I was saying going out there in the great state of Texas. You know, it's, you know, Texas, Texas thing. (laughs) You're getting ready to head out to Vegas, ain't you? Yeah, leave tomorrow. I'll be on. I'll be in okay. the. Oh, I'll have landed by this time tomorrow. Okay then. That's maybe not. Right no, it's eight. Yeah, yeah, eight. I land six six local times, so that's eight hour time, and it's seven fifty five now. Yeah. Okay then, shoot, man. I hope you have fun out there, man. Go get in all the dispensaries that you can. Sample all the the smokes that you can. Yeah, I'm. It's my dope. plan is. To go to the dispensary that sells shake by the quarter. They sell quarters uh-huh. of shake for twenty bucks, right? And so if I can mm-hmm. get uh, twenty, if I can get uh, quarters of shake, I won't have to buy a grinder, <laughs> you know, and I won't have to, <laughs> you know, because I'm think, you know, because I'm not gonna be able to bring it home, you know. I go pack that shit. I'm like, shit. <laughs> you go right to the hotel trans or whatever. I'll leave it for <laughs> leave it for the next guest or the maid or somebody. I don't know, but yeah. So that's my plan: pre rolls and quarter quarter ounces of shake. And I'm not. I know. I know what weed is. And my man Mike, I'll let him take care of all that exotic shit. And you want to get some specialty stuff? I'm sure I can take a hit off his L. I ain't even going to sweat. Uh, because I'm already just like, I don't, I already just can't wait to be back to fuck home. <laughs> I ain't never been I understand. so I understand. I ain't trying to um, spend that much money. In my life, I understand yeah. that, man. Yo, this motherfucker sending me that. pictures of the menu for shit. And, and I know I ain't got to go to the fancy steakhouse and, and get a fucking $38, $72 fucking steak. But just drinking. I want to fucking drink. $25 at Circus Circus for, for a fucking giant beer. This one place, it was at 
uh, $40 beers, five five of them for 40 bucks. And it's like, oh, that's like normal $8 beer. You know, that's like normal stadium prices. Cool. <laughs> Man, you got to go on Facebook. What you got to do is you got to go on Facebook. Find one of them women who uh, who make like $7 an hour or who um living off government assistance who always be taking these trips, going to Vegas and stuff like that. And you got to ask them where do they go to get their drinks because sometimes they have to pay. Now, they don't pay going to the club because they find some. You, you, they, it's easy for them to well, find some. I don't have, all, I don't have those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that, but they do have to pay for their drinks and food. But so they already know where to go. They don't research it with their five friends who all stand in the same room and be 20 of them in the room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they already mapped out where they're going to eat during the day when they don't have the men to pay for it. You have to get in contact with them <laughs> and find where those spots are. <laughs> First off, I'm not going to do that. Second off, I don't even know what it like. How do you even approach somebody? Hey, I want to be there. I know you're a cheap fuck. Let me follow you around or give me a cheap fuck tip. Like, what the hell, girl? Hey, just be up. honest. Hey, hey, man, I'm going to Vegas. I want to know where the spots to go. Well, I don't have to pay that much money to, be, to, get, a, to get a drink on GP. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, you know, uh, uh, a real one with respect and be like, okay, I got you. Well, this is where we went and, and stuff like this. You know, you might catch a couple of them who be like, oh, you cheap skate. Well, you cheap too. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, bitch, you a cheesecake. The fuck you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that one little meme I just seen where the guy was um at the drive through. He asked the girl, say, um, you want something to eat? You hungry? She's like, yeah. He about to order. He said, let me place a second order. He said, hey, you got money? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, okay, I got you. And he went back out. He said, hey, um, let me count for that second order. Um, boom. <laughs> he kept going and driving up. <laughs> And you talk, and she was like, so are you going to really do that, not going to let me um get nothing? She said, well, you know what I'm saying? You said, we're just friends. So <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got like that. I don't see you with your ne- your, your girl trips on the getting your nails done trips and your eyebrows done. It's a drive Yeah, but he wasn't paying for it because he said, shoot, you get off on my homeboy. You get off on him, you making money off of him. Shit, but you can't make money off of him. No, no, no. Person. What I'm saying is. It's a drive-through. You're not getting over on like a nine dollar fucking biggie size fucking number twelve. Like she didn't get I know, over but on him because you paid paid like, for her fucking burger and fries. Like <laughs> <laughs> you got her straight back. That's it, man. Like the fuck, this ain't Ruth Chris. <laughs> hey, he ain't trying to be. He ain't trying to continue to be that name up underneath the phone as oh um uh, lunch. Oh boy. When they yeah. say when they say some people under the name lunch or uh-huh. ride, yeah, um, I saw one last night. It said it had a, it had a woman on there looking uh, looking all distressed and sad, and it was like I queef it was like I queefed once during sex, and then I found out I'm in his phone is queef Latifah. I heard some shit like that. Like damn. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm the opposite. I mean, last names, middle initials. So I'm putting you in my phone as, with your whole government. Shoot, hey, I don't need to put nobody in my phone. Is brunch, brunch, Lisa, or fucking, you know, movie theater, fucking, uh, you know, Samantha or some shit. No. Oh no, nah. it's just somebody Samantha who I Higgins? just um, okay. hang out with. <laughs> I don't even put their name, their name in my phone. I just leave a number and make sure I leave the um. 
um, the text message up. So when they call, I can just see and look through the text message. Hopefully they sent me a picture or something. I'll be like, okay, that's that person right there. All right. So I make sure I'm talking to the right person. Hello. Hello. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Bad person, yeah. but hey, you got to do what we got to do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm working um. I'm working on myself daily. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I've I've been listening to y'all to um today. Um, shoot, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown in a minute. I just keep mm-hmm. up like how y'all was saying. I just keep up with yeah. you know the different shows and stuff like that. Um, uh, I know I wasn't gonna watch when I seen somebody put on Twitter talking about twenty four seven title. <laughs> I just bust out laughing. I said, that's why I'm happy I was watching the Golden State game. That was better. Because to me, the best um, wrestling segment going on out here today is um, the sensitivity of KD <laughs> and how he responded back to everybody, even if you got 20 followers. That's the best wrestling um, feud that I see going on right now, him versus Chris Bussard and stuff like that, him versus the fans. So Wait, the best isn't that basketball guy? Yeah, I I know. Yeah, he um reporter and you know Kevin Durant, a basketball player. Oh, but KD! Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're talking some wrestling shit. I'm like, who the fuck is KD? And I know Chris Broussard. That's a basketball person. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Kevin Durant. So yeah, he, that's he responds to people even if they have 20 followers. Chris Durant or yeah, Kevin he Durant. Sure thing. is. He going off. He don't have his fake account no more. Like his burner. Nope, account? he don't have a fake account. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best wrestling <laughs> angle that I'm seeing. Shit, here. <laughs> That's the best wrestling angle I'm seeing today. <laughs> Is something that's going on in the NBA <laughs> with KD. So that keeps me entertained. And you know, until until WWE. TV gets a little better uh, till Vince leaves. Then I'm uh, then I might start back watching the shows. But you know it's easy, like y'all said, it's easy to keep up with the shows by just listening to Wade talk about the show afterwards and stuff like that. Because um, I'm sure not a fan of that 24/7 title. Instead, I guess they wanted to uh, uh, troll all the fans and not call it the hardcore title. So just call it the 24/7 title. Because of the twenty four seven rules they have for the hardcore title, and you can't do hardcore anymore because can't nobody bleed, and they do hardcore situations in damn near most matches <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> hardcore is dead, and um also I I found it funny when you said can't nobody else find a way to get on the wild card rule except the same four people. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. That is so crazy. And that and that should tell people who continually act, man, we need to have one title going back and forth. Uh, uh, both brands need to be back together. Like, okay, why would you want that when um, they already showing you that they only going to use <laughs> 12 or 15 people? Like, I wouldn't want – I don't want that. I wouldn't want that. I wish that upon anybody because – you say you tired now. How tired are you gonna be when you get the um twenty thousand um AJ Styles and Seth Rollins match 
on both Raw and SmackDown and on the pay-per-view in the same week. So I don't understand about that. Yeah, no, my bad. I was uh, I, I I heard some of that. I just wasn't paying kind of attention because I was <laughs> responding to some Game of Thrones shit <laughs> that I couldn't let go. Oh man, are you one of the fans who um thought um Game of Thrones was horrible too? Uh, um, yeah, uh, like I didn't have any problem with any of the outcomes or or any of the. I just thought they had six episodes was not enough time to do what they did. And then when you find well, out they were offered, they were offered ten episodes, and they were offered twenty. Like they know, you know, they only did seven for season seven and six for season eight, and they were offered. The, the standard 10 per seat like they had been, and they were like, no, we can do it in 13. So it's kind of like, fuck them. They they were ready to get out the door. Clearly, they you know want to go do something else or ruin Star Wars. You know, they do no, Star think Wars. It, yeah, I don't think it was horrible. Again, the outcomes, I just thought the way they got to it was fucking pathetic. It was when it had... If it, it, we're used to it as wrestling fans because, you know, because we just are. We're used to shit getting hurried or dropped or stuff that you swore was going to come back and make make a difference. Um, didn't. And I mean, well, D and D are horrible writers. D and D, them right. Guys, I'm learning that. Look, 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 look. I only pay attention to writers, all that bullshit for wrestling. All my all my other stuff. Like, I don't know fucking Scott. I don't Scott Feige, Feige. I don't even know how to pronounce his name because I don't. I don't give a fuck about him. There's none of the directors. James Gunn. I don't care. Just make a good movie, and I want and I want to watch it for two hours and be entertained. That's it. Now I'm watching Game of Thrones. The last two ep- five episodes. Uh, 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 the end of four certainly, and episode five. I was just the whole time. I was just bitching like this. Don't make no sense. Why would you do that? Why would they, you know, I was just like, this is fucking stupid and rushed, and they just did not have enough time to get Danny from point A to point F. You know, F for fire. And it just didn't make a lot of sense. And you got, all the times were there before, like, y'all some dickheads that don't pay attention. Like, what do you mean the sign? Oh, she burned all the, the slavers, and she burned... And then everybody they list were horrible, terrible people that tortured and fucking enslaved people. Like, yeah, exactly. And she locked her fucking dragon up for eating and burning up, like, two kids or one kid. But I'm supposed to believe she's going to take out a whole town because, you know, it was so – and it's like, oh, maybe because she didn't get – because John don't want to fuck her no more, and she was mad at that. And it's like, oh, you got to deal with that fucking scorned woman trope bullshit after after not succumbing to, to to most of the you know stereotypes, you know they had to, of course she she got raped and that's that's you know that's that's when you're cheap lazy writer and you know how to write trauma for women. Well, rape them because that everybody understands that's uh, that's traumatic. But beyond that, they were pretty good for eight fucking years, seven years with this with this character, seven seasons I should say with this character. And then at the end, 
They just made her go. But it ain't the same people. Typical fucking. Oh no no no! They had different. They had no material to go from. I get it. And it was again that stuff I don't don't normally think about. I was just like, oh, it's so obvious that they don't have material. Like like Aria and it was something Aria did. Was it her? It was the whole trip. She had an entire week. Let's say when the, the the ride from Winterfell to 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 the King's Landing took a week, and she's riding down there with the hounds, and then she's like a staircase away from her destiny of of killing Cersei, and then she the hound in like seventy two seconds talks her out of it. Her fucking destiny for seven year uh, for seven seasons, a whole decade. Since she was a little girl, now she's a fucking ninja assassin and is a staircase away from her target. And he's like, nah, you don't want to be like me. She was like, Well, didn't okay. they get her Jon Snow's destiny, um, in which he was brought back to be to we'll kill the no night when she kid, uh, when I know he, I know they say he's a bad character. <laughs> no, but, uh, but wasn't his he death fails upper he don't win his shit everybody saves his ass and he's a hero it's, and in a lot of ways it's so typical of of uh, of a lot of things just this mediocre fucking white guy that just happened to be knew the right people and just happened to be in the right place at the right time yep. <laughs> seriously it's all this it was all these connections that made, and that's a that's a skill. I don't want to shit on having connections or be able to cultivate relationships. But uh, well, some of their connections yeah. and relationships are already made made there for them, sitting there for them, where it takes other people um, <laughs> a hard time to make those connections and 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 stuff like that. So yeah, but I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's just so many, so much, like, they had this whole list um, of things that they forgot, and I was just like, yeah, none of that. Like, the one that sticks out the most is Arya being a faceless assassin, and she never used it. Like, how hard would, because John's a fucking fuckboy, and you know after he killed, after Drogon carried Danny's body away, he went to, he went to Grey Worm and was like, oh, uh, I stabbed Danny and killed her to stop her tyrannical reign. Drogon carried her away, and then put his hands, put his wrists out like, "Arrest me," because he's a fucking uh, quote unquote honorable. He's just a he makes me sick. He's an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I used to fuck with him, like you know, like I was so shocked and pissed he off when he got stabbed. And if he went mad, he killed him because of him anyway. Because she he she told him not to tell the people, and he did it anyway. Everything she did, she. Uh, I just think about she the, knew what I, how were much. Do. I just, I just, I just think about how much she lost versus how much she did things for other people, and how she got treated for it. And it's just, it's just so out of whack how people talk shit about Danny and oh this that and the other and then completely forget she saved everybody. She went against all. She would have King Blandon. She would have went in and burned up King Blandon a, a season ago. But she, but she had to. She she let John convince her of the of the of the White Walkers, which was the right thing. But still, don't stop her from. It don't it don't change the fact that 
she stopped her entire fucking life and destiny to 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 save the North, to save essentially uh, the world. And then they just turned her fucking crazy. That's what I have. That's the problem I had. They just turned her crazy in 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 one episode because her her friend got her head chopped off. I get all that, but they just fucking blew through way too much. And that's my only complaint. And I certainly wasn't mad at episode six, the finale, because I got all my anger out in episode five, because that's where everything just went fucking off the rails nuts and they fucked everything up. So I was like, well, you know, that's where I was pissed, episode five. Like, episode six, everything makes sense if you accept episode five. If you you know episode five happened, you know. It was five is what so, fucked everything up. And, and four, the end of four, when they showed her face. I think Bruce news. told you um, you got to follow the writers. Uh, he told you that about the comics. Oh, yeah. He's been the, the, the writers. You got to do that in movies and in shows, too. You got to follow, uh, follow the writers and the directors. Yeah, I keep, yeah, is hard I hope, look, I don't know who's a, a lot of Star Wars fans out there. Did they seriously oh, they get, upset about this? Correct me if I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did they give these motherfuckers a trilogy? Yes, they did. They gave them a trilogy. <laughs> they the next Look, trilogy we... after the one that end in December, and they first and they first movie come out December 2020, I think. Yeah, 2020 or 20 uh, 21. They come out pretty, uh, real soon though. <laughs> and they horrible. D and D are horrible. They the ones who made X Men Origins. No, I know. That's what everybody comes back to. How, how that was just trash. And how they fucked up Deadpool and did all that. Yeah. The Night yeah again, King, I don't... The Night King did everything that Deadpool did in that movie. The callbacks are on... If you go back and you look at everything that he did, especially in that episode where Arya killed him, it's the same stuff that um, Deadpool did in that movie. They made callbacks to another movie that they, that they were horrible on. Oh, shit. I didn't even ha- I did not have a problem with episode three with the battle. I was cool. I did not mind. I loved Arya killing them. I don't give off. Fam, is a dragon in the fu- in the fucking sky shooting fire and having a fight with another dragon shooting ice fire? And you talking about where did Arya jump from? Not you, but you know. That's, that's what I want to know the plot armor. She's a fucking How did the one dragon get killed? Right? How did the one dragon get killed? Right? Um. Fam, they exposed, so quick. And, and, and the last dragon was listen, flying and Rich, so easily. I, I, I'm sure you heard me and Rich on the VIP last week, or maybe you didn't, but they exposed the shit out of episode four and episode five. Uh, I'm sorry. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They exposed episode four when Rago got shot. Three, boom, boom, boom. Excuse me. On the money, heart, wing, Next, three shots, three direct hits with one fucking scorpion because only one when they showed that shot was coming around that little cove with all the little mountains in front. So they only had the one ship point poking out that could have gotten that shot off. Then the next week, you got 180 ships at least armed with scorpions and they shoot and they can't. Re- it's taking them 47 whole seconds to fucking reload and swing that thing around. Like, where was this 47 seconds in Swin reloading that last week when y'all shot down Rhaegal with three consecutive... Those shots came within, like, 
within 12 seconds of each other. And this time it's taken 47 whole fucking seconds to reload this shit. And then, and, and, and it was somebody, I think Angry Joe on YouTube explained it perfectly. He was like, no, 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 no. They nerfed the Iron Fleet and they overpowered Danny and fucking Drogon. And once you put it in video game terms, it's like, I get that too, but I I like the the video game uh, analogy better because I I understand it better than plot. I I don't get, because I don't follow the shit like that, I don't get all these sayings and what, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Because all of a sudden, plot armor is something, and maybe it's because it was a serious case of plot armor, but everybody's saying fucking plot armor. I'm hearing plot armor on every fucking uh, Game of Thrones review. Uh, uh, in the last like four weeks, I, I've never heard that term before. Three, four weeks ago, now I hear it on every fucking uh, on comic every book. and now you're comic book so. term and stuff like that. Comic book, and, um, yeah. some anime stuff too, and anime um, cartoons and stuff like that. Plot armor where somebody can do something and don't get hit when they should be getting hit. Don't get beat up. Um, make it out of these um, bullets when they didn't. Supposed to have a way to make it out, plot armor. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. In context, like over when they use it over and over, I get like, oh, okay, that's yeah, I, I get the meaning, but it, I didn't know it two months ago. Yeah, and that's crazy, and that's crazy that they, and then they doing a spinoff, and you possibly could have just affected your spinoff. Um, I know um you and um Boris was just talking a few minutes ago about this, but. Uh, the difference between them and um, wrestling fans and wrestling is with talking shows work. like that, you you got to um, sell people on the spinoff for your next show. And what you do is you just killed off the series and you just killed off the spinoff. It has to, the spinoff has to come out off rip extremely better, extremely better than the last six episodes that the people just watched. Or they won't, you know, or they want, or they'll no longer watch it. So that's how that that's how that stuff goes. I mean, I don't watch the spinoff. I didn't like. I didn't like. As long as it ain't D and D, um, doing it anymore, you should be okay. <laughs> right, they'll be ruining fucking Star Wars. Um, and the new writers are going to be like, oh, shit, we got to. Uh... Wait, they both got hurt on that move? Holy shit. They were showing the Mark Andrews uh, Gnome Dar match from two months ago. Where Mark Andrews tried to do a re- got hurt. reverse Hurricane Rana, and they both got hurt on the move. And they both got wheeled off on stretchers, and it looked legit. Like the ref was throwing up the X. I mean, it could have been a work, but I don't. It looks pretty legit. Um, so yeah. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Um, not too much, cause like I said, I ain't been watching WWE um too much, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to be one of the fat uh fat weather <laughs> fans <laughs> complaining about one thing, um, uh, you know. And doing other, I know um, with them bringing back Brock, I guess that bumped up the ratings on both SmackDown and um, and Raw. Um, I didn't care about Brock winning the um, 
briefcase because I feel like you can do that forever. You can do that till yeah. they go on Fox or whatever. You know, you can do it. You can do that for a long time. Hopefully, don't cash in for a while. Um, I heard everybody talk about the um the Dolph Ziggler promo. To me, that's like five years too late. They should have been having <laughs> them do that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm liking that they making they giving um Beck uh, not Beck but um Bailey the new being serious. What she doing? What no, she, doing serious. she said I'm. She said I'm done. I'm past the hugging. And I was like, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. You know, and I was like, first thing I did was like, well, you got to fucking take that ponytail, that sideways ponytail out. That's going to, you know, I'm not even, you don't even got to take the, change the music. I mean, eventually, you know, she, you got to remix it or, you know, do something. But I just want her today to get her attitude right first. If she takes yeah. it you could change yeah. all that down the way. You might not even have to change, like, the, the, her look and her music and how she acts. If she just goes, hey, look, I'm not hugging everybody because I ain't everybody's friend because you can't be everybody's fucking friend. I'm here to win matches. But I'm still me. I'm still fun-loving and, you know, innocent, sweet Bailey. You know, but I like I'm it. here to punch bitches in the face. I'm good with that. She don't even have to change her hair and do anything else. Just be have a more serious attitude and not try to be everybody's friend and being naive and shit, trusting everybody. I love it. I love it that she um she coming at. And that's something that I had said to Greg that Sunday night. I said, I wonder if they're making her more serious, and I hope that they do that. <laughs> and he was like, well, we should see. And they came out the, <laughs> on Tuesday, and that's what they did. So um I seen mm-hmm. the little interview on, on, on YouTube. So I was like, okay, that's something interesting. I also seen the that Kofi was taking shots at people talking about he need to be more serious, and I under, I understand his reasoning and wanting to take shots on, on at people saying he need to be serious because being the way that he's been the past few years is what got him into a place where you know he didn't get right. cut or stuff like that. So you know what I'm but saying you there's a difference just like I was saying with Bailey. There's a difference between getting quote unquote serious. And be, and being serious when it's needed, because that remember that's been the complaint no with the new day, right? That's been his complaint with the new day. Like nobody cares. like the fun loving stuff and the pancakes and the cereal and the, the bright colors. That's all fun and good, but you just need to when it's time be serious. That was the complaint with John Cena. Like you get you get beat, you lose your title, you get humiliated, then you show up on Raw the next night after the pay per view and you're smiling and it's all good. Like, that's the shit that's fucking, like, you need to be, and, and Cena had the advantage because no matter what, he was going to be at the top, and, <laughs> you know, so it's a little little different, how, but still, perception. So, I don't mind Kofi or Bailey or whoever's a fun-loving, happy character, because every character doesn't have to be super serious, and matter of fact, you know, people are silly and fun-loving and play video games and want to hug, so it should be represented. That's that's fine. But they also want, you know, know when it's time to turn it on or when they've been betrayed or jumped or some way, you know, disrespected. They, like, get serious and know when to turn it on and turn it off. And Kofi, I think, has been hitting that perfectly in the last two weeks. And I like, think once he did because um, I watched Owen's the video and he's getting up out of the um, – Getting up off the um, 
the stretcher and choosing. No, I'm going to walk out. Yeah, you beat my ass, yeah. but I'm going to walk yeah, out. Yeah, that's classic you baby face, me uh, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, I was hoping he would get up. It's that, it's that, it's that the point where when somebody gets stretchered off a baby face, especially at the top of the card, where you're, where you're just like, well, if he gets stretchered off, especially after like that, that wasn't like that brutal. He got beat up, but it was just by one guy with his hands and feet. You know, he didn't. Yeah, it was just a regular beatdown. You, know, you ain't bleed. Yeah, you ain't bleed. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Open. Oh, oh no, 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 no. He did put the chair on his head and stomp it a couple of times. So it was kind of brutal. Um, but it wasn't nothing that he couldn't walk away from. And I was just glad he did. And I'm not even into tough guy machismo fucking moments. But, again, when it's something that's the norm, it's kind of like it's going to be odd if he doesn't. Yeah, I, I feel that. So, I like that. I see – I'm thinking that they're building up slowly with Kofi. That's what I'm hoping, and, and that's what I'm seeing from the little stuff. And they continue to go on with him and keep giving them title shots and keep letting them prove itself and stay yeah. away from <laughs> turning the new day on him and stuff like that. Oh, stay away, stay away from that. If he beats everybody put in front of him until until Brock cashes in in the fall and he loses to Brock, uh, whether it's by sneak attack or Brock says, I'm cashing in at the September or October show, you know, and then just beats him straight up in eight minutes. Uh, I'm not mad. Kobe had a six-month run, whatever, and and – had whatever probably at the at that time six seven title defenses, and then he loses to Brock Lesnar. I'm cool with that. Headed into football season, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Ain't yeah. No shame. I'm starting. No I'm starting to get. No I'm starting to get cool with it. I know Cam has said um um that he's gonna stop talking to white people. That was funny. And the biggest um, biggest news should have been. That um, Wade said that you shouldn't get a, a niceness award. <laughs> yeah. He's like, not crap. <laughs> He's like, damn. I'm just listening to the audio, and all of a sudden I'm getting attacked. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. And then and then Bruce like, uh-huh, yep, true, true. <laughs> oh, man, man. But, yeah. But other than that, you know what I'm saying, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how NXT do since we, not this weekend, but next weekend is their big single on, um, you know, on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, on special or whatever they want to call it. NXT 25 or whatever. Yeah. And the lineup look real stacked. Um, mm-hmm. You got um, Top Breeze versus The Dream. Mm-hmm. Um. You got um, Roddick Strong versus um, the original bro. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to all that. Um, hopefully, you know, hear back from you and and what and how you feel about um, the AEW um, um, show. I just want to see how it goes. And um, I know y'all were talking about Pop earlier, so I can hurry up and get get you out so you can um, close the show. But you know, he he t- they had the match. They just had that match yesterday. So, and he took the loss. He yeah, took the loss even though it was a DQ. Uh, him versus Hangman. They had the match. 
Yeah. Where though? Them versus it was overseas and they and they and they, no, and no, they no. Like, put it on their on social Um they aired it on their um YouTube page live and um uh, put it on the YouTube right. page and all the other social media. Right. They yeah. already um aired it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't know. I, I mean, whatever. It's fucking YouTube. Maybe he's like, I don't care. I'll take a DQ loss on social media. Not a take I was thinking that it was more like I was telling Rick though. Um, if he agreed to take the loss, and people telling you that the it, it's not, it's a book. It's it's about creative differences and him taking a loss. But then he just took his first loss in front of a lot of people on YouTube and stuff like that, which he didn't want to do either or. You know what I'm saying? Um, then to me, just hearing the I'm um, taking, understanding that these people are uh, independent contractors and stuff like that. That sounds more like a um. That sounds more like a, a money battle, a money creative, and not a um, creative creative. Like, okay, y'all ain't gonna pay me enough bucks for me to lose. Because I was always taught to follow the money. If it's a if it's a dispute or anything, is 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 more about money than anything else. Because mm. you already independent contractors and you already control your own creative, and that was the first big match that they um announced. Back months ago, so you pretty sure had to have talks about creative and stuff like that. And now at the end, it gets close. It ain't even a month away. It's a few weeks away when this um it was just two weeks away when people announced that um he had creative differences. He's not gonna be on the show. Two weeks you pull out two weeks before that means money funny. Cause don't nobody pull out a show unless money funny, especially weeks weeks away. Yeah. That's why I was always taught. If somebody pull out a show or something like that, artists or something like that, it's about money. That you don't say something totally disrespectful. <laughs> so to me, that's funny money. And they, uh, they TV, you know, they TV deal. Um, it's it's a TV deal, but it's not a TV deal that's being paid, and then. You got to think they got to work hard to get um, sponsors, uh, advertisers, and stuff like that. And to think about it, I don't think too many advertisers. Um, you gonna have to work hard for that. And you, you got if it didn't come easy for WWE to get advertising, I know it don't come easy for them being new to get advertising. And they gonna want you to be a certain type of way. So you know, I, I understand that fans, you know, they see stuff and they hope and they want some uh, a totally different way, but our wants and needs are two different things, and, and every time you're chasing a want, you never. Sometimes you really ever never get your want. So you got to understand in real life, you know what you might see stuff to be. Once you get to it, it ain't always as good as you think it to be. So I just want to see because at the end of the day, I want to know how you make your money because I, I know y'all were talking about earlier. That they don't want to um, work their stars um, 200 dates out of the year, but um, how do you? I never heard of a startup not working every day. Cause this is a startup company at the end of the day. So for you to make money, how are you gonna make money to pay? Cause they only paying for production, and um, nobody paying for the building or your or roster contracts. And if you ain't talking about working hard to build up the money so you can pay for all this stuff, um, who gonna pay for it? Where, where the money gonna come? How you gonna get in the black? 
because no, I don't care how billionaire you are, ain't nobody gonna um, keep paying for something and not gonna get nothing back in return for that long. And billionaires sure don't do it that long. They'll hurry up and sell you out quick to keep them from wasting money and dropping billions. But it's all everything to be interesting. And that's it for yeah. me, Trav. So I can go ahead and get you off. Man, I'm sorry to keep you on so late. No, man, you're good. We'll talk to you next time. That was uh, Darrell from Georgia. On that note, we will uh, wrap this thing up. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. Uh, I'll tell you all about Vegas. Follow uh, <clears throat> follow my social media, at TrapLord. Uh, that's on Instagram and Twitter. And that's where everything will be. You'll see. That's enough for y'all. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, Rich is landing now. He said he'll be able to do VIP. But he's uh, he landed sometime in the last half hour, I think. Um, so. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting next few days. I'm sure I'll meet a lot of guys, and I've even got something set up, possibly a little, uh, you know, companionship uh, uh, type <laughs> set up. And no, not like, <laughs> I'm not going, it was, oh, that's in Reno, but I'm not going to the Bunny Ranch. Or I told y'all I ain't trying to spend no fucking money, but y'all know goddamn well I ain't going to pay for no damn pussy. <laughs> Jeez. But no, I might, I might, might have something uh, set up that uh, might be turned out to be one of those serendipitous path crossings. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to put in some time because everybody, yeah, it's gonna be a bunch of people to hang out with, Rich and Dom and. Uh, Plus people that I'm sure are going to, that know I'm going, that are also going, that are going to, you know, want to bathe in my excellence and, you know, all that. So, all right, all right. Three folks, that's it for y'all. We'll be back next week. Um, VIP, stick around. I'm pretty sure we're coming back for, for a VIP. Oh, wait, did I read all the emails? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure we're coming back for a VIP. Uh Unless something happened and Rich didn't, you know, had a delay and didn't land or something. But, um, yeah, we're going to try. All right. I'm out.